That should be hopefully good enough catch up to get everybody on board with the uh, general concept of what we're doing now. It's been an amount of jungle adventures and, well, these strange totems that we've come across. Well, they're, they're, Dalren will tell you, certainly, with first-hand experience, they're very powerful. They're miserable. <laughs> yeah, Dalren had a really bad day last night. <laughs> it was just everything... Just Everything the, went down. Just a line of people just waiting to go kick him. <laughs> He's down. So let's take uh, our session rerolls here. Pass these down the table. Hopefully I've got the overlay on stream of the hero Thank points you. back to what everybody has for this. Because I did just have to modify the same one for last week. I think it's probably right, though. And before we go any further, Lubycaster. Here to take names and dish out villain points. And I'm all out of names. What's your name? We, we can give you cool. we, we give you more names. We can give you more names. <laughs> I have names. <laughs> they have a whole spreadsheet of assorted Patreon names. Actually, there's plenty of them. We have no real shortage. But also, I have no real shortage of villain points because I have three of them now, so I have to do stuff to people. Dance off. <laughs> Quick. Another dance off. We need something low consequence but amusing for him to spend his villain points on. <laughs> Back to Ackerville. <laughs> <laughs> You are to be fair, only like 10 miles away at this point, actually. Uh, but also, before we begin here, Destronets, hashtag Dalren, please don't die. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very rough session you last time. You gotta have time. at least one. Thank you, thank you. You gotta thank have you. at least thank one you. on you. Even in, even in the odds a little bit. Uh, but what we had left off with was following Jimmy, this half-orc, on a bit of a, bit of a demon hunt here. Which I thought it was kind of ironic putting the recap together. The narrator had no part in the recap because I tried to make the recaps as short and sweet as possible. They're in an actual playlist over on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash 2perception, so you can just watch just the recaps straight in a row and have a general idea of the entire overarching campaign. And unfortunately, Jimmy, my lad, is not not quite plot-centric enough to actually be included. <laughs> I think he spent all the fights just in the background shooting arrows just he off was, the map. He was not plot-centric enough to roll initiative. <laughs> not even. <laughs> it was a static modifier. So uh, they, they try really hard. But also, uh, before you begin here, another couple of redemptions actually from Destronets again, who's got a decent decent stash from PaizoCon. Hey. Hashtag Dalren, no like seriously don't die. <laughs> <laughs> That's faith in you. It appears to have been somewhat eroded oh, no. over the course of the last session. I didn't die. You did not, in fact, die. Thanks to bucket o health. You do. I mean, barbarian health definitely does help out yeah. that a whole lot. And one more from Link1429. Buddy gets his hero point because the bad things that happened on Monday. Aww. Oh, no. Your dragon's horde that you have over there, your massive pile of unspent hero <laughs> points to not go into any uh not gonna go into any further detail on that one for any i can actually see your pupils dilate as you count them all yeah you're such a hoarder it's not a liquid it's not a liquid it's the purest source of joy in beefrick's life really counting his enormous stash of hero points i mean it works out because on my character sheet i have four gold and i'm actually five gold here so i'm like really you, you literally have more hero points than actual in-character money that is not shocking <laughs> that's that's kind of where we've ended up but yeah similar to Dalren's bad time last up age of ashes uh last extinction case episode could very much be summarized as lizard man's bad time but uh 
That is neither here nor there. Our frontliners have been having it rough. They're the last rough. It's a sessions. rough time. It's a know, tough it's job, a, really. It's a dangerous experience. Standing in the front, volunteering your face to be punched. God, casting <laughs> these healing spells is so hard. <laughs> I have to stand in the back and never get hit with anything and make everyone love me. And then stupid Valeria is just there making snarky comments. You really shouldn't stand there and get hit. Dodging in and out, being all safe. Your health is looking low, hero. Perhaps you should consider a potion. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're getting too tangent for a session that has not actually started or done anything yet. So. Totem time. So. Totemly. We left off in the aftermath of this demon hunt, following Jimmy and her Rankin demon hunters. We took down a Kishi, which is... Not actually a demon. More of a fae, technically, if we're going to get scholar-like about it. But regardless of how it's categorized, it was a fairly terrifying opponent. The good news is at this point, we were able to bring together not only our entire party, uh, all of Jimmy's demon hunters supporting, but also revive the small angel that this thing was carrying around in a sack. That it attempted to extend an offer for you all to feast upon. Fortunately, nobody is really that stupid in this group. I, I don't eat angel flesh. We know bait when we see it. <laughs> and after turning that down, slayed this beast and revived the angel, who put out, it's a very small creature. This angel smaller even than Rur. Only about two and a half feet tall, total height, bright orange wings, almost just like a large bird, just with a human body. Flapping there amidst a group of you, offered what meager magic it had left, you know, after the barely being alive thing. It was pretty awesome magic, actually. Yeah. The, the supporting magic, very powerful. It seemed to take most of the toll, because the healing magic, not so much, but it's okay. It tried. He, he tried. He did his best. He did his best. Before we go any further, Espis, the witty banter, and the pointy ears. This one coming from Trippy Darlin. That's an awesome Not name. from your chat, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> and we got a good stash end of the session. Deadly here. Doll's going to be so jealous. We <laughs> <laughs> have chat fighting for Espis. <laughs> <laughs> so with this beast defeated, just... Kishi, whatever the heck that thing is. Strange two-faced beast. We are left here in the grace of this literal angel. He introduced himself as Ezekiel. Nafud, the aid in what way I can. I was summoned here to assist a wizard from Magambia and some of his work so I cannot tarry long. But you look travelers. None of you look of this region's descent. Don't believe any of you hail from the depths of these jungles. Are you seeking something? If we're trying to uh, assist a people who are indigenous to this area who have had their territory incurred upon by a cult, 
that appears to want to summon a very, very evil god, and we're trying to keep that from happening. Naughty gestures down towards the Akishi on the ground. This land truly seems plagued well enough by evils already. It's a worthy cause to prevent the rise of another. I can assist in your search. The hour seems late. I can spare a night. I need no rest, no sleep or nourishment. I will find what I can and if you rest here till dawn, return so that my eyes may be yours. Thank you. Very useful. We'd be most grateful. Well, let's see. I suppose we should consider the best place to go and ask them to scout then. Um, I know not for your higher travels, but if you would like to indicate a direction or even perhaps provide a map, I will see what I can and bring back what I see. Well, it seems that the the totems have been uh, more along the lines of the river. Should we go and see if our friend here can follow the line of the river to try to find more of those things? My wings are small. I bear me only so fast. Ah. I can travel to some distance, but to return by morning, I probably can't fly much more than 20 or so miles. Uh, from from here. Oh, okay. Well, it's, it's... east then, along the river. Well, uh, we we came from there, uh, so we're familiar with this area. But uh, perhaps more inland to the north, uh, in case we miss anything on the way that way. Seems wise. Mm-hmm. So to uh, head to up the a little top yeah. right from us, northeast, and then uh, he is fairly quick. He's going to be able to scout more than one hex. We wanted to go just that direction. Uh, he can certainly head out that way and find what he can. Uh, I reckon the both of them. Like, just the eastward direction. Fair enough. If that's fine with everyone. That's yeah. perfectly Works fine. With a nod. Of course. I'll travel out to the extent of where my wings will bear me overnight. Make a loop. Circle at least around 20 miles or so of this jungle. See what of interest I can find for you. Do you need food or water or anything? Nothing of the sort. Oh, okay. But your offer, your gratitude is misplaced. It is I who has been saved. And I only wish that I had more time to provide with this. But this form you see before you now, it is but a phantasm, a specter, an echo, perhaps, of the true calling from heaven that the wizard has brought forth. I require nothing of the sort. Thank you for your assistance, Ezekiel. No. Leric. And he uh, looks down at your holy symbol and your well, the entirety of your dress, really, <laughs> and looks up at you. You walk in the lightened path that Saren Ray has laid before you. She's wise, and she shows her favor unto me, as she does you. I must be off, then. I'll be swift as the wind, and return by the dawn. And without any further ado, a flap, uh, b- barely a gentle flap of his wings, seemingly not nearly enough for him to take off, he does largely just shoot up into the trees, twisting up away and out of sight within mere moments, more gliding than flying properly. 
So... Useful little fellow. Maybe I'm just getting used to all this weirdness, but did it seem like really normal? Like the fact that we just kind of killed a fey demon and saved an angel and... Oh, with everything that's going on around here, it's nothing more far-fetched than anything else. I, I will ad I'd remind you that we were uh, going and trying to track down magical totems that blasted out uh, eldritch energy that were guarded by fantastical beasts. I know, but it's just getting a little fairy tale-y. Like, I, I hadn't even thought about angels. Like, I know they exist, like, theoretically, but I never thought to actually bump into one and save it. I, I do have to actually wonder, uh, Jimmy, uh, how, how did you know about the kidnapped angel? Uh, I know you're a bit tight-lipped about the nature of your order, but uh, is that, is it a vision, uh, on assignment? Uh, was there some other angel that was keeping tabs on it that decided to enlist your order's help? Jimmy kind of looks down for a moment and looks over at your two associates. We cannot share much of what we know. Even with those who have done so much for us. Fair enough, I suppose. But what words cannot give you perhaps a proper token of our appreciation can. And uh, off of her back she holds the spear that she'd taken from her tent when you first met her. It's still wrapped up. She fought with a bow. She didn't come close. She didn't, wasn't making any attempt to fight this thing up front. You saw what it could do. Yeah. yeah. So she gently unwraps this spear. A little short for a long spear and fairly plain looking, but again, pristine condition. It's tip almost like a harpoon. And turns it over and stabs it down into the corpse of the Kishi, leaving it impaled, sitting upright from the ground. With that, my nephew has tasted justice. His weapon bathed in the blood of that which took the hunt from him. Our task is done, as is this Spears. Well, congratulations on your vengeance. This beast was strong. And you fought well and bravely. The demon hunters will look kindly on this. Well, I'm glad we were able to do you a good service. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, if we uh, are in need of each other again, we'll find it. And she reaches down under her uh, travel cloak, back of her belt, and pulls off a small, very actually plain-looking metal hip flask, but a fairly large one. And hands it out to you as well. Oh. That spear. Vengeance for my nephew. That Ogogro. A gift from a friend. Cheers! And uh, as you take a little tip of that, it is an extremely potent spirit there. One that tastes... Still, even through how strong it is, almost oddly fruity, but it's a little thick. It's not entirely watery, and uh, almost like a, a bit of a syrup, kind of. As you take that, the bigger of the half works behind Jimmy, just this massive grin show up. <laughs> it's definitely something to be sipped and not swigged. 
but an interesting flavor. Can I taste? It's uh, It's got a similar consistency to honey wine. What does it smell like? Uh, probably, uh, I imagine, would almost have a scent of charcoal. Hmm. Um, my family brews and makes wines. Can I tell what type of spirit it might be? Over the incredibly overwhelming scent. Like, the charcoal smell is so potent that, again, regardless of how strong this thing is, you can smell that over the actual alcohol content itself. So this is probably nothing you can get out of the smell of this. This uh, would be definitely nothing like what you would find. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take a sip. Does it appear to be made of cleaning materials? <laughs> you probably could do it in a pinch. <laughs> if necessary, perhaps. You could just pour these on the next totem you find. And watch the whole thing dissolve. It'll shrink by itself, too. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, this'll put some hair on something. You might want to have a sip. We are not going to be putting hair on anything, nor cleaning your armor with it. But if you want a sip, you may. Eh, maybe later. I've had some really good. I've got some really good. Uh, had some really good jerky earlier. I don't want to get and wash the taste out. We don't have much for a proper feast to celebrate here, and I worry how close we are to the Leopard Clan's lands and their home. But we rest here tonight, the camp victorious, and part ways in the morning. Sounds fair. It's been a pleasure working with you. But yes, we can share our camp one more night. Do you think that Seren Ray put us on the path specifically to meet up with them so that we could help him hunt down the demon and save the angel? It is entirely possible. We were quite literally led there by a divine trail. It's something I was thinking about. I'm wondering if that's going to happen again. If Seren Ray will light our way, then we might very well run into more people who need our help. It's it kind of a nice benefit. Well, I have benefit, I suppose. The path is supposed to be shorter when Saren Ray lights it, yet if it keeps giving us these side jobs, we may not. We may actually take longer to reach our destination. But it will be the right one. The right path is not always the shortest. As you say, I suppose. By the way, I think that uh, spirit may have dislodged something in my throat. I have a distinct coppery tang in my mouth, if you wouldn't mind taking a look at it. And I'll... Uh going ahead and sit you down for a few hours and proceed to medically suture. Every, and we'll take a few hours. But... <laughs> I'm clear on whether it was the spirit or the fate. Well, the spirit <laughs> or the spirit. You just take, you take a little sip and it trickles out. It's maybe sort of, it really burns while it does it, too. <laughs> this tastes like blood. <laughs> you did clam down in your throat pretty well. Uh, Renali and Valia would arrive back sometime that evening. I actually believe they came along to help set up camp this time. I don't think you sent them out scouting, if I recall. No. I do not time. remember at all. I honestly don't either. <laughs> okay, uh, let's just so see. So we'll say there. they came by to help set up the camp here. Uh, between Renali and Jimmy, you're going to have no difficulty whatsoever. Uh, most of what's left of the afternoon, normally you'd still have a decent amount of trek left left in your day. This is sometime earlier than you'd normally settle down. You came upon this, uh, upon this Kishi fairly early uh, with the Demon Hunter's expertise and tracking skills. So it is, in fact, a meager feast made largely of rations and what you have left, but the Demon Hunters appear to have a surprising amount of incredibly strong alcohol <laughs> that they carry around, around in their backpacks, which they have broken out now for a night of victory. 
And any who wish to partake are absolutely going to be sleeping pretty tonight, regardless of the state of your camp. <laughs> I have a particularly strong liquid in my pocket as well, if they would be interested in taking a drop of it. Is it capsaicin? It like is capsaicin. Pure capsaicin. <laughs> pure capsaicin. <laughs> you have Distilled the, in bottle form. Yeah, you have the pepper juice that the kids R- gave you. Rur just hates fun. That's just all there is. It, it tastes great to me. <laughs> they think that tastes great. You think it smells like charcoal. It all does. Right, it also tastes good. Yeah. Right, Anyone that you would have tried to introduce this uh, just incredibly offer them a hot oil to? <laughs> They wouldn't be able to tell immediately by the smell there in no way interested in this. <laughs> and I'm just, as proof, I'll just take it and put a little bit in my mouth. Like, it's, it's fine. I'm just spreading the word far and wide of the fact that halflings are birds. <laughs> <laughs> it's our new religion now. Birdlings. birdlings. <laughs> Half birds. I'm not sure which way is better, honestly. Probably birds. Burbs. 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 All right. Speaking of which, will, does Burb need to roll healing, or can we just assume he gets me to fall? Uh, with the rest of the afternoon you have here before you, I think there is. I can roll a no bunch arm. of dice if you want me to. I'm sucked in. I'm certain that <laughs> we to can Lord just GM. assume that given the evening, he's not going to critically fail so many times that it actually becomes a problem. We had to wait for I the angel to can't. leave before he actually got to go finish the job of healing me. We didn't I want actually to feel bad. can't critically fail. He's not Tyrannus. Natural one? I still pass. Well, you probably regular fail, then I imagine. Yeah, yeah so, but a regular yeah, fail doesn't hurt. So, yeah, there's no point in ruining that. He, he would easily be able to heal you and anybody else who was missing any help up over the, the course of the night. Yeah, perfect. How awkward do you think Valia is going to feel when the angel comes back and she has no clue what to say to her? Oh. <laughs> oh, goodness oh, gracious. Oh, boy. Depends entirely on how expansive her book is, I suppose. <laughs> Not I expansive angels. enough. I almost, the page is blank. I almost kind of... <laughs> want to give her Ajita about it, but I can't bring myself to. That's just me. I suppose we could just not tell her. That would be another thing that she... Well, she'll have to deal with it eventually. Yeah, I guess. So, you rest through the night comfortably enough. I've lost my mouse. How does this happen? There we go. I thought That's you had so rats. It's to see on this little screen right here. You lost all four of them? I had to make my mouse, like, lime green during Age of Ashes with, because this is actually a recurring problem. A lot of times I'm just stalling for stuff. I'm like... I understand. <laughs> this thing's in like 200p resolution, so my mouse is like four pixels. <laughs> Look, pointers are hard, I understand. You rest for the nights, sleep through well, awakening the next morning. Uh, I don't believe anybody has any kind of debilitations or anything. Mm-mm. So then you would be awakening in perfect health. And uh, in fact, when you are first waking up an hour or so, uh, before the sun, Jimmy and the Demon Hunters would already be packed up and pretty much out the door. It doesn't really seem to be a, a major thing in, in their culture, or perhaps they just need to get home to really make a big show of goodbyes. Well, plus and, the Leopard Clan's around here. Yeah, and they, they really just want to be gone. <laughs> and uh, some of you may not even notice, you, some of you, particularly heavier sleepers, may just awaken to the Demon Hunters being gone entirely. As you do... As you, uh, as you rise, preparing for your morning, Renali simply asks, So, what is the plan? Should we... Uh, we're waiting for the Emissary of God to come back and tell us what direction we need to go in. Or at least what's over in that way. 
assume he probably overnight would have shared with Renelia. No, I don't know. Absolutely maybe not. not. <laughs> we want Valia to be as left in awkwardness as humanly possible. Uh, I... We've essentially been given a divine blessing. If we wait around long enough, we'll be given information in our easterly direction. I suppose while we wait, um, I did want to actually have a bit of a discussion about these totems. Uh, given what we learned from the one that we faced, as well as the one that uh, Lord Stoutmore apparently had to deal with, um, and the fact that there are more of these, I, I think it would be good if we maybe worked out a bit of a strategy uh, next time we come across the next one. Um, it seems that these things simply mercilessly blast their hostile magics at whoever happens to be unfortunate enough to be closest to them. Um, but given that it's still just essentially a giant log stuck in the ground, there may be some options here to obscure its sight and spare ourselves the worst of it. Um, indeed, at least until um, Esvis or you know whomever can get close enough to disrupt the runes carved onto its face. Um, it, it occurs to me there's a couple ways we could do this. Um, one, uh, since the it could simply could simply be blocking the line of sight of this totem would be enough to disrupt its ability to target us. Um, we could simply uh, take either sheets of silk uh, provided by Renali or perhaps some canvas or <clears> tent. <throat> Um, uh, to sort of create a, a bit of a shroud that could be thrown over this thing. Um, the other possibility is if trees are nearby, uh, your staff could be used to shape the wood to block the line of sight of the top of the totem. Um, when I was studying this thing before, which right. is how I finally realized that what I was planning wasn't going to work, how sentient versus not sentient versus sort of benign intellect does this thing have? Does like. As far as you can tell, the totems themselves don't, they're not, I mean, it's a totem. It's not sentient. It's not any more sentient than any of your weapons at this point with runes set in them. Uh, what makes it different is the fact that there is a lot of magic flowing through it from whatever outside source. And given its divine nature, knowing nothing about the source, it's actually really difficult to tell what may be imparted upon the totem from that because it could be anything from it's literally just a laser turret to it's a sentient laser turret uh clearly it knew enough that it's not just firing at things that are alive that are nearby because it understood that the drakes were defending it and didn't launch any attack at them it only fired at the group of you and it did so as soon as you were within view of it I don't know if it's triggered by movement or heat or what have you. We're going to have to experiment and see what type of security, I guess that's the best word, it has. Well, well if I can't see worth... it all, then I guess it will, we won't really have a problem with it. I, I feel I'm feeling very uh, dollar inside of this. Perhaps it'll be worth a day trip then to meet with Lothadius Stoutmore, as he's recently also tangled with one of these strange totems and has overcome it largely brute force, it would seem. Uh, similar to the way that we overcame ours. Uh, that was not brute force. That was luck. That was just throwing Dalren at it until it does, we got close enough. It does <laughs> seem like there is only gain to be had from sharing what two parties have learned from their various experiences. I also so. really want to meet this guy because he sounds like a real cool dude. A, a farther expansion upon your idea, Dalren. Hmm. What if we simply use the staff on the totem? Can't. It is made of wood, right? It is, but uh, I was worried that the magics rolling through the surface would make it difficult uh, for, and for, for that interaction and to happen. Until you strip the magic from it, it can't be targeted. 
They're certainly powerful objects, uh, whatever they are, whatever magic is flowing through them, for mm. them to be able to have petrified the entirety of Octaria Stone's adventuring group. All of his associates have been turned to stone, half a dozen of them with him. I mean, it is powerful, but the magic itself is very focused. It has a very narrow focus. It can do one thing, and each totem has one ability. So I feel like all of them are going to have maybe different strengths and weaknesses, and maybe we just need to be more intelligent of how we approach them and how we plan for each one. Well, that's what we're doing right now, um, which is, but regardless of their different strengths and weaknesses, they all seem to share the same weakness, being that it is simply Rins. a large stick in the ground. Uh, and therefore uh, doesn't seem to be able to really do much about someone Immobile. sneaking up to it and yeah. throwing something over it. Well, Very much so. Would you like to see if maybe invisibility works? If me going invisible, it's still able to see me. That's going to give us some information about what kind of abilities it has. That would make a definitive opinion on the, the sight versus detection. So perhaps the next time we find one, we all withdraw to a safe distance and we can probe mm -hmm. its defenses more carefully? Yep. I mean, before or after we kill whatever's guarding it, I of guess. Of course. Uh, if they're foolish enough to chase after us, then we can deal with them and then uh, yeah, have our leisure with the totem. Well, if we're intending to uh, meet with Lord Thaddeus Stoutmore today, I would appreciate some amount of warning so that I can brush up on the proper etiquette here. I stumbled upon him, and I believe I made a bit of a fool of myself the day before. I was unprepared for such a uh, reunion, unfortunately. Has, has the, the standards of etiquette changed from yesterday and then previously, the last time you were with him? Well, no, but it never hurts to be prepared and make sure that you're aware of all of the current general rules and exchanges to make sure that one does not make a fool of oneself. Ah, I see. I make it a point to do that. Oh, I carry this book, after all. What if the book's outdated? Well, I did make sure before I left Casimir on our voyage to update this and make sure that they had a uh, most recent publication. Of course you Of did. course, the rules of etiquette do change somewhat frequently, particularly with uh, various progressions of monarchies. And very, uh, Taldor and Chelyax, of course, both have a large amount of sway. With the progression of magic and technology as well, sometimes societies change. Uh, a lot of it you will find is strangely minted through uh, noble parties in Galas. Interactions do occasionally evolve throughout time, so there's a wise... Uh, a wise... Uh, uh, of but, course, with us being out here in Lord Stoutmore being out here, I, I doubt that his sensibilities on etiquette would change, but it is possible that by the time you return home, they may have been updated. Which is why I do look forward to purchasing a newer edition of this book when I return. But fortunately, as Lord Stoutmore has been in this jungle with us, even if something had happened, if there had been some kind of a major development, if there had been some advancements or some other adaptive exchanges, he will be as in the dark as I, and neither of us will be none the wiser. Well, uh, I think I know the perfect way to prepare for a meeting with Lord Thaddeus Stoutmore. I'm going to read his book. It's a good way to waste time until the angel shows back up. Oh, it might yes. actually, it's supposed to be on the lo on local cultures in this area. It actually could be useful information. Uh, so, and it will also give me an idea as to character of the author. You're going to get I'm three sure pages that... in and just start drooling. Uh, he I'm, never drools. He's an elf. I'm sure <laughs> that this will give us wonderful conversational insight as to how to run screaming from the next totem. But can we please, for the love of Phrasma, get this going? I mean, we got to wait for the angel. But Esvis, speaking of cool things, is I really think... That when we meet, yourself. when we when we meet this man, this Thaddeus guy, he sounds like a real cool dude. But what's even cooler is he has a blunderbuss, and you know what you would be really good with? Avoiding him. A blunderbuss. That's exactly it, Esvis. 
Now, I'm telling you, man, you've got to be real nice to this gentleman. Real nice to this gentleman, Esmus. When have I ever been rude? I mean, rude is a very vague term, and I don't know if exactly rude. Yesterday before breakfast. If we uh, refer to that book, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure using this book. Is there anything in there about uh, angelic beings or demons? Uh, actually, yes, and she pulls yes. out slightly through it. Uh, Just couldn't contain yourself, could you? I can't do it. No, unfortunately, most of this does come pressed down from the Thrun lineage and general Chalish nobility, as they have a lot of interactions with various devils, of course, with the, with the contracts they've made for the, the good of the country. And uh, much of that does carry over largely to some of the more pertinent demons that you may have any kind of a traditional interact. And she just uh, goes on with her, her little manual here, very much in, uh, interested in showing you that, that's the difference. Fine. The difference between devils, demons, and demons, as far as value is concerned, is a very different distinction from what everyone else thinks. This isn't Baylor's. No, that's actually a devil. Sorry. This is uh, no. You have to talk to them differently. And there's not much in here for demons because demons are basically just mindless psychopaths and <laughs> you kill them. You talk to them yeah, with nobody's, the sword. Yeah, nobody's gonna sit down and have. Like a proper interaction with a demon. That's devils, however, is a whole different section of various etiquette for devil interactions. And interestingly enough, she will explain a whole lot of various ways to avoid offending a devil, which is typically comes with much worse consequences than offending a local noble because they usually just stab you. So, while she explains that to Resume volunteering to tank for the group here, the rest of you have You're your welcome. morning to prepare and ready yourselves. Do we have more than one of those books? Uh, yeah, you have two, because two. you gave one to Valia and one to Rinaldi. So you actually have two copies of Lothadius Style, the Morris Treatise. And reading through it, it seems to be a history on the, as he puts it, the native savages of the Mwangi Expanse. Detailing how many various trade routes and the struggles that groups such as the Aspis Consortium have had dealing with the uncultured folk of the Expanse itself. It does detail some about the Ekajai, but not not much. All their insight seems to be, as far as the Ekajai are concerned, is that they they see them... You guys know those... Uh, what is it off the coast of India? There's that one tribe that still has basically had no contact yeah. with humanity, yeah. and they like throw spears at helicopters because of these... Just leave them alone. Stop messing with them. They're in New Jersey. That's pretty much how he, how he describes the Ekajai. <laughs> I was Ekajai, about to sneeze and that killed it. The, uh, <laughs> the Ekajai are an incredibly hostile force of uh, rainforest savages who defend their lands at the point of a spear and with primitive primal magics. The way he sees them is almost as a roadblock, as something that has just been standing in the way of trade and progress and discovery and made lives difficult for those of his kind archaeologists who would come through the area. Yeah, rough, but unfortunately fairly accurate, yeah, it seems. Yeah, it seems pretty right on. He does also describe further into the history of the region before the Ekajai, hmm. actually talking about how many of the old ancient Thessalonian Empire had expanded throughout here and had had their prior almost sort of magitech civilization spread throughout uh, before, you know, everything that happened with the Aslanti people and it was left a barren wasteland, overgrown once more to be returned to trackless wilderness. 
But he goes even further beyond that, talking about another group of people predating even the ancient Atlantis. Hmm. Uh, almost dawn of civilization before the rise of humanity throughout the world. The original populations out here were the uh, Taiwano. And these Taiwano peoples are and their various cultures and their contributions, their creations are the main focus of this. Hmm. Because there's about a billion tomes about ancient Aslantian uh, and discoveries and they, I mean, the rune lords. But this, the Taiwano, are something that very much, uh, very much less is known about. So it details what is known about their various cultures, how they didn't worship the same gods. They had a different uh, set of deities. They they didn't follow the same general religions as any other peoples that had come before. Uh, in fact, the thing that they seem to seek after, and let me find this real quick one moment, because I got a, I got a page for the whole bunch of times. Dead by. Alright, um... That's smart. While I prepare my spells today, Squid, I'm switching them up. I'm taking Negate Aroma and Pass Without Trace, because I don't know what kind of senses this thing is going to have, and if I'm going to try to evade it. I'd like as many tools in my arsenal as I can possibly have. Uh, Shimye Magala was the main deity that they had worshipped. Hmm. Shimye Magala being a... He almost derisively describes as a full pantheon unto themselves. Their domain spreading from the lands and the plants to the stars above, from culture and art to warfare, that these ancient peoples in their unenlightened times believed a single deity could be responsible for all the wonders of the world. Those monotheists. Those silly what, monotheists. What will It'll they never do catch next? on. So, as you make your morning preparations, writing your magic, your weapons, your armors, and everything. I don't smell anymore. Not too long after the sun rises, Ezekiel does in fact return. And I'm just going to use your token for its ability to wipe away darkness here. Ooh. He has gone out following this strange, uh, almost this strange little geographical fault that you have here. Uh, this run, you can even see on the map there a bit between huh. the trees, that is that develops into a much steeper cliff as it goes a few miles out further east. The land is segmenting further from this rocky incline to a sharp divide. Uh, he also looped even further forward up north to see if anything of value would be found up there. And as he comes back, tells you that here, approximately 20 miles to the east, though he knows not exactly what you seek, there does appear to be a temple set into the cliffside there, atop it on the uh, northern face. And it looks... It looks ancient, near overgrown. He's not sure if it's going to be of any use or value to you or the people you seek to aid, but it was the only thing of interest that he really came across scouting this far reach for you. Hmm. Everything else just seemed to be standard jungle. Nothing stood out. Nothing looked particularly valuable. No totem shot lasers at him. Well, I... I think it would be worth checking out for certain. Pop of feathers. Uh, but with that, Ezekiel excuses himself briefly after the report to return back to the task for which he was summoned. And very shortly takes his leave as well. 
Bye, Zeke. Leaving you once more with just the party and Valia and Rinali. Oh, that was very useful. Uh, we may actually want to explore this temple. Uh, there may be some information there, uh, or it could be entirely unrelated. There could just be some interesting things to see. Well, yes, but we're not here to sightsee. Shall we not first meet with Lord Thaddeus Stoutmore, in case we come across more of these totems? Uh, I think it would be or wise. Or in case he takes his leave. Well, I mean, if he is trying to drag a totem out of the jungle by himself, I imagine he'll be there for quite some time. But yeah, I suppose it would save us a trip back the sooner I we mean, see I mean, we him. could always shrink it for him and help him out there. It would to make it strip a lot faster. He did seem very much vested in the art of in the act of taking this totem back out of the jungle, but he looked like he had some difficulties dragging the sledge himself. Uh, perhaps we can go offer him our assistance. If we do him a good turn, perhaps he'll do us one. Hooray. I mean, that blunderbuss, though. Mm. Yes, I'm sure it will be very useful. Well, I mean, after all, Buddy is only trying to look out for uh, 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 an, an interesting invention that I'm sure Esvis is very invested in seeing. He loves loud noises and I stuff. He'd love he it. Does. <laughs> well, now the question is, where would I shall we get find you a pair him? of symbols for your birthday, Esvis. <laughs> where, where would uh, where would our friendly lord be? Well, you'll know. Well, you already know uh, that just the day before he was down here, it was, right? Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. one one he's south of you, the, just, just he's at the, right, at the totem. Yeah, right down here at the southern totem, because the, the east, the western totem, out there. the eastern totem was the one that you found out was a green one, and Rinali and Valia had met with him at the western totem. Well, we also have a specific target now. <clears throat> it's a location, not a target. The place where Lord Thaddeus Statmore is. But I don't know where he is. I I don't know. Maybe I just don't know how the magic works. You can't just indicate, like, a random place where a person is. Does it have to be someplace specific? Because we said where the elephant people are. Yes, but that was structures, a, a location. This, oh, this is... sorry. I'm not familiar with divine magic, so I'm really not sure how it works. I can't just pick a random tree and tell Sarah Could Ray to guide me. Tree. Be a good random tree. We would find that tree. We would find that tree even if we didn't know which tree it was. But show the way will still guide us. Yeah, it will be, it will be able to help a little bit, so you'll be able to make your travel a, a little bit faster here today. And what are you having Rinaldi and Valia do? Probably just search up here. Scout. We'll just have a, them head off once more and scout over this direction. Mm-hmm. All right, so she'll be heading off to the northwest, uh, back almost towards Ackerville and back towards Hunter's Gate to see if there's anything she could find just in the nearby jungles. As the group of you spend your day heading back down towards the river. Now, as you get underway and start traveling through the jungle here, the sun filtering down from the trees is filtered further by a pretty overcast sky once more, and it's becoming very obvious why they're called rainforests the longer you all travel through here. As after only a few hours of journey, uh, what starts as a bit of a drizzle quickly accelerates into a massive downpour. A very heavy rain that continues through almost the whole of the day. Mm. Making the going just spectacularly pleasant, really. Wipes the monocle. Wipes the monocle. <laughs> By the time this is finished, I'm going to learn how those dogs shake themselves dry. It not only comes down in actual sheets soaking you through to your very core, no matter what it is that you're wearing, 
Uh, the rainfall is so heavy that even given the density of the jungle, your vision is pretty limited. Uh, you're unable to see much more than 20 or 30 feet out in any direction just because of how heavy the rainfall is as you travel throughout the day. Uh, fortunately, as Renali is once again heading back, Valia comes with you. As she also generally knows where they had come across, uh, upon Lord Thaddeus Stotmore previously and can guide you in the direction um, of where that was. I don't know whether or not this helps, but um, my familiar, who is a bird and who has decent sight, the rain may not obscure his vision as much as it does ours. Perhaps he might be able to help as well. He would definitely help you in finding Stotmore, at least, who seems to have made... As you come upon him later in the afternoon, almost zero progress whatsoever <laughs> away from where the totem had been found. Told you we could have gone to the temple first. Valley is able to lead you back to where the totem had been originally, uh, a place that's very visible and very easy to come across. Uh, clearly the site of a battle uh, with the rainfall coming down, having washed away most of the footprints and everything and turned it into a wash of mud, uh, but still clear signs of the trees and plants around where they've been broken or scarred. And the rain pours down on about a dozen Taruka corpses spread throughout the area. Uh, some of them having been cut or stuck through with swords. A few of them having been near obliterated, or at least have parts of them blown completely off of their bodies. Around a huge area that leads to a big central pit that's about three feet across and about three feet deep that's filled in with rainwater at this point and uh with how heavy the downpour is is quickly filling in with mud as well to level back off posted around it and it looks almost like some kind of a sculpture a ha or some ins art installments are a half dozen petrified bodies, frozen in various states of fear or battle. Well, that's disturbing. Um, I guess the first thing I'll do is go up and take a look at them. Do I think I can dispel whatever magic was put upon them to do this to them? Well, looking at these folk, they seem to have been obviously wholly petrified. They are just stone now. It's not like there's some lasting enchantment that's keeping them this way. They were hit with something. Wow. Turned to stone and left like this. So there's no magic emitting from their bodies whatsoever. So there's nothing there that you could dispel. I mean, Unless you had some actual way to directly turn somebody petrified back. This is horrifying. There's not even a magical effect on them. They are just stone now. Well, they'd be just as dead if they were shot with an arrow or stuck with a spear. It's certainly unpleasant, but... Lauren Larty has the right of it. As far as ways to go are concerned, it can't be the worst. Simple snap of magic and imagine it ends. Now, despite our macabre broodings, uh, perhaps we can uh, find some evidence of uh, where Lord Stoutmore has gotten off to. Skid marks in the mud, perhaps. Yeah, that's not going to be difficult to do. <laughs> not even, not like even the rainfall. That way. Yeah, not even the rainfall coming down is going to make it hard to know where he has dragged a fairly large sledge <laughs> away to the south, actually. Uh, further into the jungle and down towards the river. Oh, clever of him. If he could float it out to sea, it'll save him uh, quite a grueling trek. 
And after another hour or so, as the rain finally starts to abate a little, back down to a uh, gentler downpour rather than just a torrential sheeting, you can see first the sledge in the distance, draped over with some canvas and lashed around with a couple of coils of rope and a hooded figure pulling it away from you. Uh, hail, friend. As he turns around, quickly bringing the hood down to reveal an entirely uh, different hat perched underneath it, (laughs) you see Lord Thaddeus Stoutmore himself. Curious George. And everything. Standing proud, flowing blonde hair down to his shoulders with a massive, even still in this rain, manicured and curled mustache upon his lips. A fairly majestic-looking figure with a matching monocle, much like Dol Ren's, <laughs> first upon his nose, actually. Under his dark green traveling cloak, he has a uh, much lighter, uh, fairly simple leather outfit, uh, and you can see as he puts the hood down, the stock of a rifle extending back behind his, shul- uh, his shoulder, and a whip on his hip. Oh, man. I knew this guy was the right sort. As he turns around to face the group of you, a smile upon his face. Ah, cheerio, friends. No matter how far we go into the jungle, it seems we still come across fans. Fantastic. Uh, I see Lady Valia's with you. I imagine you've brought the rest of your adventuring party to meet me. Unfortunate, I have to say. I don't have any more copies of my signed treatise, but if you've you've brought your own or anything else you wish me to sign, of course I can find something to make do. Uh, Very thoughtfully, you had already signed the copy that I wound up with when uh, handing it to Valia to deliver to me, Uh, but I found it was very fascinating reading, and I thought we might discuss it a bit, uh, as well as the current situation. Tips the hat to you briefly. Fantastic. Fantastic work indeed. It's always a pleasure to meet like-minded folk, no matter where you go. It's... It's really the greatest part of this kind of fame that the archaeology has brought me. Scholars, like myself. Please, uh, let me introduce myself. Uh, Dalren Kaisar. Uh, Pleasure to meet you as well, Lord Stoutmore. Uh, I would offer you a copy of my own treatise, but uh, it is not finished yet. Uh, Of course, interesting. Uh, And you see, that's what I brought myself down to the depths of this jungle for. Of course, my displays, my exhibits up in Talor require some kind of a centerpiece, and I have found a fantastic artifact here, a jungle totem I've wrested from the savage apes. And lurk in these lands. Literal savage apes, actually. Indeed. Strange monkey folk. Uh, they came upon us with sickles, whips, claws, screeching a frenzy up. Uncivilized savages, of course, didn't seem to understand any concept of language. Oh, Sounds well. like a night in the ballroom to they me. They understood neither Talden nor Chalice, so I imagine they have no proper tongue. Well, they appear to have some. Uh, however, it isn't one that is widely spoken yeah. amongst the northern Pish-posh. lands. Ape folk, I saw. Uh, they acted, they fought recklessly, like the baboons they so look similar to. I think I'll name them hmm, Kandorians. Well, Taruka is what the locals call them, uh, if you wanted more of an exotic flair to the name. Ah, oh, Kandorians do fantastic. <laughs> uh, I don't believe any of come so far into these uncharted lands, what with those elven kind, keeping travelers, adventurers, and traders out. Surely I'm the first to come upon these. I've had no reading of them myself. They actually, will do. Well, they actually invaded Iskar uh, not a few, not, not uh, a month ago. Uh, caused a bit of a havoc, hence why we got pulled into it. I was thinking for a second. Iskar. Iskar. Iskar, that's Message. the, uh, 
Oh, of course, Isker. Yes, that's the uh, little colony on the way over from Casimir. Just so. Uh, to the throne holdings. Exactly. Yes, indeed. Interesting. Uh, I've been uh, vacationing there. Well, I suppose settling there uh, over the past few years uh, while conducting my research. And my friends and I, uh, well, we had to uh, go and put uh, put down this uh, this invasion force that wound up showing up on our doorstep. Certainly largely unsettled lands, but I haven't seen... I didn't picture them quite as hostile, hostile as the depths of the Mongi jungles here. Uh, perhaps my next expedition can head out that direction. <laughs> to Isker? Oh, but please, please. I wouldn't advise it unless you bring plenty of things to entertain yourself with. Well, you good folk, you've come at a fantastic time. As I go quite tired of dragging this sledge, I'll be a ten gold pieces ahead to help me get this to my craft at the river. Um, she'll look at him. Ten she'll gold pieces ahead ten to help. Gold she'll say, ah, pieces that, that sounds spectacular. Like an idea. <laughs> fantastic, then. And he, uh, <laughs> kind of shakes his hood out a bit. Yes, I prepared a raft down near the river, and if you can help me take this down there and board it, I'll have it installed within the month, hopefully, up in the halls of Apara. You can come by see it sometimes yourselves if you're coming from East Coast. It's not terribly far a journey. I think so, I have an extra belt pouch here. This would be all we need. Just just for humoring me, how much gold if I can carry it myself? It's down to you. I don't see it, as, as a bet. quite possible to me, my small friend. As a bet. If, um, you, if you think that I can't. You, you see, this jungle totem that I have here wrapped up in the canvas, this is... It's a hefty piece. It took me a day's work to excavate it from the ground and get it sl- uh, set up on this sledge. There's no ah. way you could haul it yourself. Though, I appreciate your initiative, young lad. <laughs> There's quite a bit of canvas you have there. Uh, <laughs> tell me, um, we actually uh, have come across uh, similar totems elsewhere in the jungle, and they proved quite difficult. Um, uh, we were wondering, the canvas, though, Hold seems there, to be friend. quite useful. There's more of these totems. Indeed so, sir. Uh, there, uh, there's a cult uh, local here that's been causing a bit of trouble uh, with the uh, the Ekujai to the north. Clearly not listening anymore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Doran keeps talking. Um, while they're doing that, Used I'm gonna to take no a listen. look at the totem. Yeah. That's a lack of an audience never stopped him. And as you uh, as you step, Thornton reaches out of the canvas. He puts out a hand. Whoa, not here, young lady. This is a dangerous artifact here. Uh, not to be handled lightly. I wouldn't come any closer than the ropes pulling the sledge. She'll look at him, and she'll go. Yes, very dangerous, until you've inactivated it, in which case it's just a big pole of wood. Well, you see there, young miss, this here totem, it did quite a bit of work on my associates I brought with me. Uh, A few scribes and assistants to help me with my recounting my various journeys and hauling back the artifacts such as this, and it, well, I figured it about all of them in. I had to take the thing down myself, single-handedly, with none of the Betsy by my side. Yes, I I see, you got, uh... You got very lucky. Uh, you managed to uh, mar one of the runes, which disrupted the magic. Uh, good work, I suppose, if a bit inaccurate. <laughs> he just chuckles. Huh, an interesting theory, young lass. The magic is a very complicated art, you see. I've written quite, I've written quite, a, quite a few books on the sort, uh, mostly ancient kinds, which it seems to be. Must have been here for a fair few millennia. millennia. This totem, in fact, may actually date back to... Oh, well, at least a few months. Fall. At least a few months ago. Uh, she'll kind of poke at it for a minute. And and she'll little, little slap around away. No, 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 no! You can't be touching the totem. I don't want to irritate the thing again. Not until we've had it properly dissected by the wizards up in Taldor. But we'll get our fifty gold for helping you carry it, correct? Well, by pulling the sledge, of course. Excellent. Um, she'll touch it one more time. Uh, he literally won't let you touch it. Like, <laughs> slap your hand away. Like, stop, stop it. Uh, Lord Stotmore, I wondered if uh, perhaps um, you could go and elaborate on a few sections of your book that I was reading through last night. Uh, uh, well, at the moment, 
most interested in getting this thing down to the river. Of course, I'm always more than happy to indulge a fan in that. Excellent. So, uh, in this section right here, and I'm going to try to kind of gently guide him away <laughs> from the okay. totem, I at least enough for Resme to get past him. I have it. reach, so it doesn't really matter. Oh, that's true. Just do it from here. <laughs> I don't give a shit. So, just out of curiosity, give a deception check, just out of curiosity. Oh, a deception right? check? No, I'm, I'm terrible at this. Not 20. No! <laughs> Man. You can't just say it happens. I yes, can't, and can. I did. You can't just say 20. That's not how dice games work. It didn't matter. Because it didn't matter, it worked. That's exactly That's how... why. Oh, Haven't you learned that yet? <laughs> you, you can't say I can't when I actively can. So, you... All evidence to the contrary. Appealing to what seems to be Lord Samuel's only interest himself in defense. <laughs> Draws attention away a little bit here. Enough of a diversion for Resume to be able to cast a spell. I'll, I'll shrink it down. <laughs> just well, the he's not you, looking. The rest of you can see the canvas roped up around this thing. I mean, the totems are fairly large. The canvas is... <laughs> <laughs> flop down on the cart. Yes, magic. Very complicated stuff. Don't know anything about it, really. Uh, so here talking to Lord Stoutmore appears to have run away. With an arm put around him as he's pointing out some things here in his treatise. You see, it was quite interesting as I looked through this. Uh, it took me several expeditions to uncover enough about these way. people, their various archaeology, and what little arts they'd left behind. Mm -hmm. You won't find much like it uh, anywhere else in the scholarly libraries of Taldor, Chiliax, or elsewhere, as there's none who've plunged quite so far, taking these risks upon themselves into the jungle as I have, young lad. Well, I always wondered about the, uh, the, wor the worry of the bleeding over of anthrocentrism into the scholarly literature, um, and it seems that this is simply an example of it happening further. So well, I wanted talking, to clarify we're these just points. Start walking with the sled off and just let them follow us. So you can just uh, you just start dragging the sled, and the sled starting to move is enough to get Stalmore's attention briefly. He turns and looks and like double takes at it. Oh, what matter of vandalism is this? Where's the totem? Oh, it's in my pocket. Um, I yeah. Comes down his sledge. The camp is clearly just laying flat. Background. Nothing. The rope's just slack and loose. Well, you can put it in yours if you like. You take it up. He snatches it from you. Don't put it on the ground. You have to put it in your pocket or someplace. What have you done? You've ruined a thing. The second you put it in a place where it can expand, it will expand back to normal. But now you can travel with it and carry it without any much more ado. Uh, exactly. It's a far more convenient way to carry the things around than dragging them through the jungle on a sledge. I have three in my purse right here. It looks... I think two, technically. Okay. You're right. I had three. Now I have two. This Sorry. must have been some kind of... Uh... Latent power locked within this totem. Certainly. Yes, yeah, locked within all of them. Day to reveal itself, perhaps locked away by the combat, or uh, perhaps unwilling to reveal itself. Well, my mother is natives. very shy. It wouldn't be the first time I'd made an archaeological discovery such as this in such trackless wilderness, uh, where the magic had been left unmitigated and unutilized for centuries, if not millennia. Before, my, uh, before I was able to come along and unlock its secrets, it revealed itself. And this, this is certainly an interesting one. It's barely the size of a popsicle. Anthrocentrism, more of Stockmore centricism, it would seem. I wouldn't need it. Well then, I suppose there's no further need for assistance in hauling this down to the river if I can simply park at the thing and do so myself, but I thank you very much for the assistance. Perhaps if you had not arrived, perhaps it took maybe a collection of several sapient minds to engage the thing, for it to understand 
And myself, Lord Valley, are not quite enough at bringing a few more of my fans with proper understanding. The thing has seen fit to reveal itself to us. Ah, uh, you're very kind, sir. Fantastic. Oh, and please the, just uh, let him go. I don't just care about the money. Tucks the thing into a uh, satchel on his hip there. Very well, then. While I feel with this thing, Kev, I can, well, see no reason not to continue my adventures here. This is but one token, and apparently there's multiple things spread throughout the jungles, you say? Oh, I indeed. could make an entire set of them. An entire exhibit, perhaps. Well, we happen to have a couple of uh, in our possession at the moment, but uh, we are going to hold on to them for the war effort, you see. Oh, well, I wouldn't be remiss without providing proper compensation to those who'd made the discoveries, of course. And he shoulder on his bag, but hold on. Reach into uh, his purse and pulls out a platinum piece. There you go, lad. Fear troubles. Oh, for this one? Well, you're, we, we did nothing of the sort. Simply made it easier for you to carry, but if you're feeling charitable... Oh, no, for years you'd found. You'd consider it a finder's fee for your discoveries. Oh, well... Uh, I'll make sure you're included in footnotes uh, all day. I, I, I appreciate the offer, uh, unfortunately. Oh, no, I'm going to give him the incomplete one. <laughs> no, it's actually it's actually useful. Oh, it's very well. The platinum piece, very good. We'll we'll take it in exchange no, for the, platinum. the one from Hunter's Gate. And I'll hand the unfinished white one. Now, now do remember, don't put it down. It gets big again if you put it down. Oh, now Lord like... Stoutmore is perfectly, perfectly capable, I'm sure, of handling these these technical magics. Oh, no, I see, I see, I see. No, I, I find this these these kind of imposter sort of relics all too often. You see, uh, this here doesn't seem to contain the same kind of magic. This is a simple forgery. He tosses it over his shoulder, where boom, and just thunders into the ground <laughs> behind him. When he jumps and turns around. To the rain falling on the unfinished totem now just flopped in the mud behind him. I don't think forgeries can do that. I stand corrected! Well, perhaps it's been unfinished then. The Taiwano must have had something come upon them while they were putting these together. Yes, Perhaps indeed. these ancient totems they thought would provide some sort of perfe- uh, protection to them, maybe. Do you want it back? Or what? Well, if you help me get it on the sled. <laughs> ten, ten gold pieces of hide, was it? <laughs> let's Let's help... Let's help him with the sled. All right. And we will send him on his way with the big one. And, and that uh, will be the end of this. I hurt everywhere. I understand. I do too. No, you actually don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right then. Uh, as I said, five gold for the group to help me get this down to the river. You see, this one doesn't appear to. Uh, really have quite the value of the previous one, but still, I appreciate the assistance nonetheless. All my associates have... Well... I really, we really need to go. This really isn't worth our time. Well... Can I please just shrink it and give it to him? As you wish. I'll shrink it again and I'll give it to him. There, go. He takes it. Don't throw it again. Put it in your pocket. And don't lick it. He can look at it if he wants to. No, he'll get just splinters. turning it over and looking back and forth. I don't understand. This... It's magic. Whatever, well, whatever latent energy is locked within these things allows them to resize themselves at will. You seem, you've understood it already. How long have you been here? Uh, Valia, you didn't tell me your friends were on a similar safari investigating these relics themselves. Valia just standing there. Hands holding in front of her. That's, uh... I suppose you could call it something as such, yes? It's, uh... Similar adventure, perhaps. Uh, but Lord Daddy Stalmer will find this magic here is Resume's own. He's capable of crafting such spells. 
uh, much akin to the wizards of back in the colleges that we had met. And she... Not more. We'll just look at Nonsense. Nonsense. Luck, perhaps. There must be some kind of a trigger. A button, perhaps. I'll look the thing over oh, and figure it out. Oh, there's definitely myself. a trigger. Well, perhaps uh, <laughs> we could conclude the business uh, before moving on to further investigations. No. Yes, very well. And tucks it into his bag as well. Well, you've done a fantastic service for me. And, uh, well, then I'll make sure that the footnotes include your discoveries when I publish this back up in Taldor. I'll have to make sure you're properly credited, of course. And uh, it was five gold, correct? Well, I don't see much use for that now. But I can just simply pocket the thing. Uh, yes, I think pocketing something without paying for it is called theft, Lord Stoutmore. Oh, well, I paid you five, uh, I paid you a platinum piece for the totem itself. Uh, yes, indeed, but it was five again to help you carry it down to the river. Which oh, well, that was a very different happened. situation. I believe it had to be hauled down I a really dangerous journey with a I will pay you ten if we can leave. Uh, Lord Stoutmore, you disappoint me, but, uh, as you wish. Bye, Lord Stoutmore, have a good life. Oh, well, this has been a fantastic thing you've brought upon me. Uh, well... I suppose I'd do well to search more of this jungle for some of these totems then. So I won't be leaving quite yet then. You should Perhaps go back. Perhaps cross again. Ah, uh, yes indeed. Uh, good, uh, good, good luck, Lord Stoutmore. Oh, uh, Lord Stoutmore, I do believe that we were hearing news of one farther down the river from here. I'm not sure in which direction. Oh, well, I already come from Downriver. I had much investigations down there. I found an unsavory pack of strange lizard folk who had been holding up in a tree somewhere. Uh, ran a few of them off quickly before I made my way out here, but I haven't seen any sign of more of these totems. Now, I've been hmm. planning on taking my raft upriver. Well, I've been planning on returning, but now my plans have changed, of course. There's more to be had. There's an exhibit to be assembled. Upriver's east, right? Upriver's east, yes. Okay. Very well, then. Surprise, to be told, not only to find more of my fans so far into this wilderness, but also to have them provide. To provide another one of these strange totems. I'll... When next we meet, perhaps... May it be in the storied halls of Apara, at the opening night of my own exhibit. I'll be sure to get invites sent out to all of you. Uh, Ralden, do you have uh, a home somewhere in Taldor that I can send missive to for you and your friends? Can uh, we please leave in your head? Can we please leave before I light him on fire? Uh, I'll provide you my address in Isker. Whatever you send, we'll get there eventually. Oh, well, if, if nothing else, I can certainly make contact with Lady Valia, and I assume that she can reach out to the members of... Uh, you're leading this expedition, then. You hadn't told me, then. You said you came down here for some... What was it? Dyara nonsense? And she just... Ayudara. Whatever it was. I'm pish posh about magical portals and warp gates. There's literally smoke coming off of Resume's shoulders. Yes, indeed. Well, good luck on your expedition, Lord Stodmore. Ah, you too as well, eh? I really hope something comes of your fruitless endeavors here. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Show the Way would have stopped leading us in his general direction. (laughs) (laughs) Well then, I'll be getting to my raft. Got a few hours left. I should be able to make it to the river before sundown. Excellent. Look for me in Taldor. Again, you'll have your invites in the mail. I'll see you at the opening of my new exhibit. And I have you to thank for it, well then. And with a nod, he turns, seemingly just leaving his sledge here, striding confidently back off into the jungle, humming a jovial tune as he goes. I have never wanted Sal back so badly. And indeed, uh, this... The amount of his ego that seeped into his work is something that uh, my mentor was very keen on instructing me to keep out of mind. Um, but one good thing that did come from this, um, aside from the unfortunate fact of uh, plaguing the Mwangi Expanse with his presence some more, um, is we have a completely unattended sledge and canvas that we can take with us 
Uh, she'll look at you, is, like, looking really grumpy, and she'll kind of go and she'll grab the canvas and she'll kind of wrap it around herself. She's like, yeah, now I can be dry. Ain't the totem still on there? No. No, Synthadius oh. is bag now. The, oh, the totem that was in there before? Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, Valia kind of flipping through her, her, her guide here. It is no wonder you need that book when dealing with individuals like that. Well... I do apologize, Master Dara and Lord Ro, but it is uncouth to speak of a car of a fellow peer once he is out of earshot. Did the book say that? But you don't speak of him in his earshot either. Well, he does seem to dominate the conversation somewhat, which I do find myself frequently struggling with, uh, getting an award in edgewise, but I, I must say he has very much earned his stature as right. Well, he's certainly prolific, I'll give him that. Uh, already publishing uh, another book uh, after a single expedition back. Uh, it's a wonder that the shelves of scholarship don't break under the weight of his ego. I think you'll find his name is uh, actually spoken quite frequently throughout the libraries of Taldor. He's a fairly famed publicist. I'm sure. If he spoke loud enough, they would echo through the libraries of Taldor. How big is this sled, anyway? Please, Lady Rosemary. Your sarcasm is unbecoming and unwelcome. It's always unbecoming and unwelcome. That doesn't mean I'm going to do it any less. Ah, wait a minute. Don't shrink it down just yet. I'm not going to shrink it down. Um, this canvas, if we weight the sides of it, um, and make it uh, as in something easy that can be palmed and thrown, it is something that perhaps, after having shrunk down with Resume's magic, Esvis, if you get close enough to a totem, you could simply throw it. It would enlarge large enough to actually engulf the top of a totem. It would be much easier than trying to uh, get this canvas over it beforehand. You know, Esfis, when you give us that face, it's really hard to tell whether you're agreeing with us or disagreeing with us. I'm totally in agreement with Esfis right now. Have you ever seen a cat pulled out of a bucket? I'm the cat in the bucket. I am soaked, and I have been sitting and listening to someone that makes your pride just look insignificant. You know... Esfis, with this, with this stuff that we have here, we could really canvas the, canvas the joint. Phrasma will never find your body if you say that. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to the temple now? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> so as the uh, rainfall does finally start to peter off later in the afternoon, uh, you all had made it down here to the river with your day's journeys, and met with the esteemed Lord Thaddeus Stoutmore. Thank God he's gone. <laughs> and uh, Rinaldi would be able to report back that just southeast of Hunter's Gates and the temple, there didn't appear to be anything of particular interest that she had found. Largely just jungle. Platinum's 100 gold, right? Platinum is 10. It's a hundred silver. It's a hundred silver. It's a thousand copper. Don't make me smack you. <laughs> Sadly, but it's not Terraria. Somebody is going to need to make me the survival check to set up camp here as Rinaldi returns. She will not have the time Do you want me since to she is assist? traveling so far. Uh, what's your survival? Uh, plus 11. So is mine. Okay, that's what I'm saying. You want me to assist or do you want to roll and I'll assist? doesn't matter. Um, I'll, Actually, you know what? I'll roll to assist you this time. Okay. Letting the druid take the lead. Yes. Doing druid stuff. <laughs> 21, so I assist. Uh, 24, 25, 26. All right, so with a 26, 
you are able to put together a decent camp not too far inland from the riverbanks here and set up for the night where while the ground and all of your equipment is thoroughly soaked, at least the rain has pretty much stopped. Now, who wants to roll me a plant shank? I can do it. I can do it. By the way, did you actually shrink that canvas so we could bring it with us? No, I rolled it up and I put it... It is, it is it's just, just a, a canvas. It's a tarp. <laughs> I'm not going to waste magic on it. Oh, is it actually that small? Uh, I mean, it, it's a fairly... It's like a full-size tarp, so it's probably like... But it's well, like one person well, can carry it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can, like, oh, okay, okay. I thought it was like the canvas that covers an entire no. sledge kind no, of it's canvas. Gonna be fair, it's going to be fairly bulky. But, but uh, you can carry it, Mr. Hefty Holler. Okay. So you rest through the nights without any kind of incidents or anything terrible happening to, happening to you. Uh, the rain does stop, but the winds are still blowing through fairly heavily whistling through the trees, just adding to the cacophony that is the nighttime jungle and the constant insects. Uh, the wind is strong enough that it makes it kind of difficult to properly secure up all of the netting that the Echogi gave you to keep the mosquitoes out. But fortunately, Resume is skilled enough to deal with that and overcome it. We have a big windproof tarp that we suddenly got our hands on. <laughs> <laughs> or hopefully the wind would be strong enough to just blow, blow the mosquitoes, mosquitoes away yeah, from that exactly. one. At that point, you don't need oh. any tarps. <laughs> Welcome to the hurricane. Whee! Yeah. <laughs> it could be like when the uh, when the breeze is coming in on the ocean, though. You get all those flies. Yeah, this could is be the rain. opposite effect. It's the rainforest. Um, There's a river right there. They're about to not find Derp's body either. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a way of repeatedly doing this with everyone. <laughs> a, a true way with words, Derpez. Uh, but regardless, you guys are able to sleep through the night as well as restfully as you really can in the depths of the jungle here. And then the next morning, it sounds like we are heading over towards the, uh, the temple. Yes, we are. And I get to cast a different spell. Wanderer's Guide, which is just strictly better. Because you have a destination. Well... Yeah, you have, you have a much, as much of a destination as you do when it was the elephant people, to be fair, so that mm -hmm. makes sense to me. A set temple in a set location, it is a thing. By the way, if you guys get really, really tired of rations, just let me know. We can always have something nicer one of these days. I've got some really good rations. Beef jerky, it'll last you months, man. And a sip of this spirit would be just enough to add the distinct spice to any ration meal. Or, you know, make you pass out for three hours and wake up with a headache. Oh, speak for yourself, Resume. Gotta get your tolerance up. I still have plenty of those, uh... Ladies don't have tolerance. Those peppers. Yes, yeah, that's a delicious. Have, uh, you do have a pretty decent supply of those for the time being. As you get up in the morning, still heavily overcast. Uh, but, again, significantly better than pouring rain. A group of you make your way off into the jungle once more. And... Brief moment and have flippy. It's time for that that thing where I need to flip the book twenty. The, the difficulty with running exploration for the first time that I have discovered is that I have to boink through this book so frequently to like opposite sides of it to find different things because some of the because it's a giant it's a giant jungle. We need to get you sticky tabs. I have a lot of them back at the house. I'll bring you some. Uh, but I do not currently have sticky tabs. I should definitely invest in sticky I think I actually have some. I have four packages of them for you. So actually, if we wanted to cannibalize here. the book. Yeah. It's all right for now. It's all right for now. 
you guys make your way east to the jungle, following along the river. And as you travel, you uh, continue through the day, the sky continuing to just get heavier and more overcast. And you're going to be passing largely by where you had found the original totem in the first place, because you've just gone in a triangle the last few days. As you get near that area, as you head close, you come almost head-to-head with another group making their way through the jungles here. What, peer- what appears to be a pack of cinder claws. At least, it's Boggards and a Chiruka, which so far 100% of what you've run into there <laughs> has been cinder claws. As you meet them near head-on, the Chiruka in the back seems to be dressed a little differently than those you've seen before. He has a whole assortment of bones and feathers prominently attached on his shoulder pads around a necklace mm-hmm. and uh, at the end of a staff that he is using to walk with. And as he sees the, uh, the group of you before him, he calls out immediately in Mwangi, That must be them! Kill them! They want to kill us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Quick translation. <laughs> I think I'm picking up Mwangi. I think I understood that. A translation does not seem like it is going to be massively necessary as their intentions become pretty much immediately clear as the group lunge forward. That's like the 413 I rolled today. Noise. Maybe. Uh, natural one on initiative over there, Dalaran. I don't know. Maybe I'll use my session reroll on that. Mm-hmm. Caught off guard from the Mwangi. Hey. Right. Like, wait, does that mean what wait, I think yeah. it means? Yeah. <laughs> well, Dalaran, what's up? What, what do you got? I'm going to oh, give you the gonna, session reroll right my here. Session yeah. All right, fair enough. I'll take oh, this. that means danger. <laughs> uh, did, was somebody scouting? Do we want to assume that somebody was scouting? I think okay. uh, he's, he's always, always scouting now. Yeah, everyone always gets a plus one from my feet. Your feet must be really pretty. What, do we get anything from your toes? Too? Meat. How about a soul? Tarrant, <laughs> <laughs> what do you got? You're being such a heel. 26. Nuggets. 26. Alrighty. How about Espus? 29. And Rur? 31. Just keep, <laughs> My god. Keep sliding it this way. Resume? 25. And buddy? Uh, 27. Dang, guys, good job. Pretty used to. We threw together some uh, boggard boys. Familiar with these lads? Yeah. Yep. Much what? like what you've seen so many times before. Just the uh, same old frogs with their same old clubs. That do still hurt. They do still hurt. We're going to run into like a boggart chief that's going to have a bigger club. It's just going to be called the whooping stick. <laughs> He's the biggest, so he's the boss. Mm-hmm. Here. And the leader of these Taruka with a 28. Spicy. The Rur. You were the first to react. Recalling knowledge. Ah, yes. Um, you were going to be on this Taruka uh, wearing the weird clothes. So this. This. Chiruka here looks almost a little warped as you look upon him. It's not just the feathers and the bones of his regalia that makes him a little bit different. He almost doesn't look entirely Chiruka. Uh, 
his mouth is almost elongated a little bit into a snout. His ears kind of pointed and drawn back, and you can see fangs on the end. His hands, the fingers somewhat elongated, clawed at their ends. Hmm. Uh, you can use either Arcana or Society. Society. It's a 10. This Charuka looks like he is almost half dragon, half Charuka. He has clearly been infused with some kind of power that has bodily transformed him into an actual dragon acolyte of Behak. Uh, you can see, though he's taking some pains to keep it concealed behind him for now and he's pushing through some undergrowth when you come upon him, he has a fairly thick, twisting tail that looks more reptilian than it does... Uh, and he seems to be in much greater control of it than even the rest of the Chiruka. It seems to be as much more, as dangerous an object as his claws and sword. Alright. Well, I don't like him, and he's new. <laughs> and I don't like things that are different. I don't like things I'll, that are different. I'll, <laughs> I'll tell Dalrin it appears one of them is starting to turn as we were told before part dragon and then I'm going to cast out crisis of faith and his okay. eyes will glaze over with a golden glow and it's a will save his will save is going to be a 35 that does nothing because critical success so uh, and as you throw out this crisis of faith as your magic reaches hold you almost feel his fanatical dedication that is completely unwavering, even in the face of your magic. That's everything. Alrighty, Espus. Well, if he won't respond to magic, you just draw. <laughs> just hunt prey, draw two arrows, and send them spiraling straight towards the Chiruka. Then Chiruka is my prey, so hunt prey, here we go. So he does have, uh, he is concealed in the undergrowth there, so it's just going to be a, a DC5 creatures to hit him. Oh, okay. Um, in that case... It's kind of small and in a big shrubbery. Okay, that's fine. Uh, so I will hunt prey, and instead of hunted shot, I will hunt your aim, and I'll ignore it. There you go. And just basically this time locking just one arrow and just send it flying. And that's going to be a 35 armor class. A uh, 35 is definitely, regardless of that shrubbery going to strike true, that is absolutely going to critically hit him immediately. <laughs> Put two arrows in and just see, like, looking through the undergrowth, just, hmm, maybe just one this time. And really hone this arrow in and send it flying towards his chest. Your magics are nothing to be called. <laughs> pin arrows, him, however. Pin him directly to that bush. Oh, that's right, he's pinned. <laughs> He's stuck in that bush. Pretty good roll, too. Not too bad. Um, so so he'll take a total of 21, 22 piercing damage, uh, piercing damage as the arrow just goes straight through his leg to get stuck into some brush and, and roots. And as you hit him, he uh, bends over a bit, letting out a grunt of pain. The blockers don't even seem to notice. They're locked out of their target. It's go forward time. And that's all three actions. And uh, as he cries out in pain, he kind of doubles over. Ah! And puts his hand on the ground. Dehok, lend me your flame! 
and you see it's not an incantation. It's not like a magical. He doesn't. He doesn't say it, like, make any kind of a magical incantation at all. Just this quick prayer. You see a glow, and a crack surge across the ground, glowing red towards the middle of you. Before the ground beneath all of you erupts like a volcano in a gout of fire. Ooh. I need a reflex save from all five of you. Ooh. Yay. I'm gonna hero point that. <laughs> Don't die, Dalrin. Yeah, I was very. I was, I was getting explicit <laughs> instructions. I mean, it's one better. Who is, who is that uh, hero point from? Oh well, they're 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 both from uh, Destronet. Um, I'm assuming a twenty. He gave me the same instruction with both of them. So <laughs> well, I'm going to switch. Hold dice. on, because I can give you so, a reroll. Thing we discover, you can only reroll a die once, pretty much. Uh, hero points ah. are a fortune effect, as is halfling luck. You cannot use both on one roll, and you cannot use multiple hero points on one roll. Ah, well, in that case... Making our actions and our rolls have a little bit more consequence. Fair Apologies, enough. then, to Destronets, because I've spent that, uh, and I did get one more tick on the die. Alrighty. So, we got Espus. 28. Alright, that's a little succeed. A 20. 20. Buddy? 26. 26 will succeed. 15. 15 will critically fail. Yay. Resume. 29. 29 will succeed. So I, I failed, right? You fail. I'm going to re-roll that with half and luck then. Okay. Because that triggers when you fail, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I critically fail. I'm assuming, <laughs> I'm assuming that... Half luck! <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming that an 11. 11 absolutely yeah. uh, critically fails. Thank you for making me feel better. <laughs> He dove into the volcano. <laughs> so as the oops, as the three. oops, as the uh, ground erupts here, uh, you two critically failing are each going to take eight bludgeoning damage and fourteen fire damage. Minus two, right? Uh, minus three at level minus, six. That's right. As well as be knocked prone by the force of this blast. He takes care of that, and it's fourteen in total. Uh, fourteen fire in total. Fourteen fire in total. Eight physical, minus fourteen three, fire. Eleven total fire taken. And the rest of you are going to take two bludgeoning and three fire. And as you dodge out of the way of most of it, it is not going to knock you down. It's like algebra, 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 algebra. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Buddy. Uh, I'm going to um, say. I'm going to wait until after Dalren goes. Alright, then Dalren. Alright. Bell got rung a bit there. Uh, he's gonna kind of roll up onto his feet uh, and get up. Um, and uh, clearly, these people are not to be trifled with. So rage, lightning will crackle up. Um, and unfortunately, I am one action short of being able to lightning blast them all. Um, so instead, what I'm going to do is I'm going to advance up uh, directly to engage the nearest. Uh, uh, Bogart standing like normally. I, yeah. I, he's We're not even going for a reach. We're going straight up. Yeah, normally I'm a bit more cagey, but not in this instance. There's explosions getting thrown around, and I know they don't care about their Bogart allies, but at the very <laughs> least they'll take some with them. So as Dalrun rushes forward, buddy, uh, I will uh, rush forward also. I will stay. I will go up. Uh, on, yeah, just right next to Dalrun, and I'm just going to lay. Bring my. Uh, I had my shield up. I'm just going to bring my warhammer around and try and. Uh, Give him a good smackin', which is a 28. 28 will critically hit, as at this point, these boggards here are largely mere meat for you guys, easily able to outbox them. Okie dokie. 
this is oh, that is. One. We've had one too many tongues thrown at us. No one to get licked Ooh. anymore. Um. Okay. So that is a um. Twelve. Twelve damage. Okay. With a crit. With yeah. a crit. Roll ah. three. With a crit. <laughs> well, still a solid whip, but uh, these buggers, as you are. And then know, I will once strange. again uh, raise my shield. Right, resume. Um, Resme will look and see all of the Boggards plus the Charuka uh, clumped together and realize uh-huh. that this is what dreams were made of. <laughs> and she'll encant Igneous Maximus! And she'll throw a massive fireball um, right down at the center of that little clump, and all four of them can make reflex saves. And as this fire blasts, all of you blinded for a brief moment by this explosion here. And it, it, just as quickly as it appears, it fades. The uh, Chiruka, still built up, bent over, stands up. <laughs> you cannot turn fire against us! They are all completely unharmed. Oh, shit. No fire, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Shield! <laughs> <laughs> it's a blast for a brief moment. You can almost see, instead of it just dissipating, it's like it does, it's almost all pulled into the Chiruka. Noted. And absorbed completely. Now, we go to the Boggards here. Esmus! <laughs> Adding one more to the collection to make <laughs> things hurt. Well, you are, you're up to four plus now. I am now to four. The plus symbol on yours. Deadly Doll is back. Hey! You felt offended. Somebody else gave you hero points. That's so, right. There you go. Gotta Thank get you, Deadly Doll. Uh, the Boggards are going to rush forward as they can, collapsing onto this front line as the one a little back here lets out this emanating, echoing croak. And I need Buddy and Dalren to make me will saves. This is a fear fit. Yep, yep, yep. Ain't afraid of no ghosts. Hey, I'm very afraid, and I should make a natural one into a session reroll there. I will take this. Maybe, maybe I'll use my other dice. Clearly Flesh not a reflex side. Yeah, it's better, it's better, better. Uh, that's 16. Uh, 16 will still fail. Better than natural one, though. It is better than critically failing. Better than critically failing is definitely a good thing. You are going to be frightened one. <laughs> I am, that's a 29. I am very used to being very afraid of these almost all the time. You're just mad. <laughs> I, it's just more like I, I just don't take them seriously. It's like, yeah, you're making your noise again. <laughs> Buford's conda, his conscious thought is not caught up with his new abilities here, so he's still like, mm-hmm. ooh, they're doing stuff. Well, I'm like, ah, oh, Dalrin could literally die at any time. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's one of the front that you've closed with is just going to lash out with his club just swinging for the fences towards Dalren, going to get a 16. Easy parry. Into a 19. Uh, easy parry. Into a three. And uh, Catch it, push it back, and spit in his face. <laughs> and as the uh, the other Boggard comes forward here, he is going to pile in, directing his first swing towards you with a 24. Uh, just hits. And a second towards Buford with a 12. Uh, and it, it does, I, I, uh, I would, even with my shield ramming in front of Dalren, uh, he would still not hit me. Okay. So. You this... lose your shield bonus to AC if you shield block for me? I don't know. You don't. Okay. Oh, I just don't. A oh, okay, 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 okay. Uh, so he is going to hit you for seven damage. And all of that is negated by the shield. 
Punisher <laughs> flashes out and blocks his head against the dull red. Bong. And the other one, as he comes forward, he is going to swing once towards Buford with a 14. And I'm, I'm a hefty guy. Like, his, <laughs> the, the stuff is not making it through. Yeah, they're literally just hitting you. Like, you're blocking the dull red. It's like, dong, dong, dong. This is much different from the last time you fought Bardards when you just had the breastplate. Yeah. Now you're, you're like just a walking just tank. Like, there's just clubs bouncing out your My, like, plate. ears like, are kind of ringing. It's like, it's Look, a little Buford's bit like a bell a in here. And uh, as... What's it, prepare Remember to taste the Remember when these things ground? were terrifying? Yeah. <laughs> Remember these things almost killed Rizmi? Yeah. yeah. As this club bounces off, he turns sees Espis, Espis behind the bush and, and launches a tongue out. <laughs> Not this again. Remember the memories. For a 19. And... As was this time just kind of just... <laughs> no. The one on the back line here as he moves forward uh, pulls out a javelin in hand, readying to throw it. Brr. I'm going to stand up, dust the soot and ash off of my body, and look over at the Cheruka and say, if fire doesn't work, what about Saren Ray's holy light and channel searing light blasting off at the Chiruga. That's another two, so I'm going to give you a session re-roll. Thank you, sir. And we're going to not roll that dice again. We're going to go with the purple jail. dice. Yeah, the jail. Purple dice. Carry me to victory. Does the jail help, do you feel? It doubled, doubled the it. number. <laughs> so four. All right. It's helping. So that's a 16. Uh, the 16 is you shoot this blast at him. Uh, past this fray that's directly between you here with your front line brawling these boggards. Uh, searing light is, is n- has no real chance of hitting this small Chiruka's friend. We're in similar situations. There's a lot of big people in front of us. We're both small and in the back. It's hard to see each other right now. That's why he's using big area magic. And uh, you got one left, I think? No, stand up. Oh, standing up. Right, my bad. Esvis. I'm going to see that now that they're all lining up, even through the underbrush, I'm going to step back a bit just so I can make sure I can still see without giving him cover. Fair enough. And still he's concealed because of the... He's in it, so he's you've literally it. pinned him in the cover. So okay. so uh, once again, uh, so this one I will uh, I'll Hunter's Aim, knock a single arrow again, and just focus and launch. Uh, that is going to be a 27. 27 will hit. Okay. And do 14 points of piercing damage just sticking right into his shoulder. Let's just take another one of these arrows as he stands up cackling as he absorbs his fire, grunting again in pain. And he pulls his other hand up from the ground and you can see he's already got what looks like a small red bright sun in his hand. If he is welled up with this fire, he absorbs. I show you fire! Pila Flammai! And flings it back at you. And this fireball is going to explode right in the center of everyone because he makes absolutely no effort to avoid hitting the buggards. Had a feeling. Because he yeah. doesn't have to. I mean, it's great that we're right next to them, though. <laughs> oh, wait. Are they immune to his own fire oh, types? Yeah, yeah, let's see. And as this erupts, I'm going to do a reflex save for everybody. His fireball's that big? 20-foot burst. 20-foot burst. Oh, yeah, it is. Fireball real big. Really? 40 feet across. Wasn't expecting that. It looked like this. It's big circle. It's okay. big circle. 
Actually, I think that's actually I'll take perfect. That. I that think is, we're that actually, is a, literally, we're actually literally perfectly perfect in, in the blast. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I was actually not even going to hit the buggers. All right. 26. So uh, I will just, uh, to save us all reading numbers, I will just say DC is 25. Okay. Because, I mean, again, I don't, I don't need to hide as much information for you guys as I do. Pass. Because, like, you guys can generally tell how hard it is to resist somebody's spells and whatnot, and it makes everything go a lot faster. So it's 25 for a total of 21 damage. Half if you passed. Okay. So 10. 10 if you passed. Just a normal fail by one point. <laughs> no. Not critical fail. Not a critical you failure. You also get your desert of mileage. I'm damage. totally getting my desert of mileage out of this. And then he reaches down and uh, attempts to pull the arrow out of his leg. But it seems physical strength is not this true of his strong point. He can't get it. He's he stuck. He failed. <laughs> Sucks to suck. Dalren. Clearly a caster here. Nah, it's fire like... So so the, the fireball backlights Dalren, and then just all this, all that the Boggarts in front can see is just the glowing lightning building in his eyes uh, as they just kind of leave trails behind them as he slides quickly to the side to move down here and unleash this blast of lightning that's been building up into him into a line that spears all three Boggarts. They have a reflex save. DC 22. Okay. D6s, please. Front guy is going to critically fail. Second guy is going to critically fail. Third guy is going to succeed, actually. He saw the... <laughs> it can only pass through so many buggers before you're out of lightning. Uh, so 21 damage is base, so the critical failure guys will take 42, 42. each. It's just going to destroy both of them immediately. And the guy in the end takes half, which is only 10. Alright, and that's also the first hit that he has taken so far. <laughs> so with this with this blast, the two of the three boggers in the front line jolted, jerk for a moment, and then just drop his smoking husks to the ground. Buddy. Well, that's that's one way to do it, <laughs> I suppose. And I'll this guy next to me, I'll kind of share a frightened look with the guy. <laughs> You're the boggers. <laughs> 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 we had did a moment. You see that? Yeah, did you? Yeah, I mean, I'm glad it wasn't me. Um, okay, so that's a 24. A uh, 24 uh, hit. Uh, 24 with frightened, I think. Uh, okay. Yeah, frightened uh, does reduce that one. Okay, yeah. It does not reduce your damage, sorry about that. Okay, perfect. So that is a 10 for 10 damage. You didn't roll your second D8. Did we not put oh. you in your hammer? We did. Oh, we did, we did, we did. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah. so, um, so that's 14. Okay. Um, and then uh, and then I have one more action. I kind of want to move. Well, what do you do? A slight, I'm going to move up towards, uh, keep going towards the caster. So I'm right, yeah, I'm going to be right there. Um, and then I'll raise my shield. Put yourself in the middle of everybody here. Yeah, a little further away from the big explosions behind me. <laughs> Resme. Um, Resme, seeing uh, that he's pinned, is going to take advantage of it um, and cast out Tremoris Acrobus and cast Agitate on him. <laughs> <laughs> Asshole. <Yeah. laughs> 
Well, he's going to critically fail. He's agitated. Gotta move, gotta move, gotta move, gotta move. So yeah, he, uh, he, four turns. He's at, he has to move for four turns. Or take 2d8 mental damage. Or take 2d8 mental damage. Fair enough. <laughs> and then she'll sm- smirk a little and shield again, looking very pleased with herself. Uh, the Boggards, as you kind of just look at each other, ow, hits you back with his mouth. He's like a bonk. Boggards like, we had a moment, man. Uh, 16. Uh, 16, I, and I'm, I'm just, same thing, turtle shelling here. He's really not getting any good grip. These guys yeah, wouldn't even be hitting me. He's definitely not hitting you. Uh, so <laughs> he is going to move back a little way, and he is going to launch his tongue out towards Resme, because she is doing weird magical incantations, and he doesn't like it. All your magic is scary. Uh, and he's very scared, and his tongue is just gonna kind of. And he takes <laughs> <laughs> a second to have to grab it with his hand and pull it back up. <laughs> That's right, you keep it where it belongs. The other bogger is currently got a javelin on one hand and the club on the other. Just stepped up to him, he's like, he's gonna step back, throw his javelin at you, and then step back up to you. <laughs> I want to throw this javelin. <laughs> I would do all the trouble of pulling. I totally feel that Boggart's pain right now. Backs up, tosses it, and then comes back up. He like hops back, shoots, hops forward for an eleven. Uh, and I catch it. <laughs> it's more like he I... just handed it out. And I'm like, hey. <laughs> he's gonna get uh, He's trying to get distance. He's like, eh. <laughs> so I just, I just, and drop it, <laughs> and I'm like. Okay. <laughs> right. Well, seeing as anything related to the fire of Saren Ray appears to just not do anything, we're going to try something in the opposite spectrum. And I'm going to channel a quick prayer from Saren Ray and blast calm emotions directly on top of him in a 10 foot burst. So I need a will save from both the Bogger and the Chiruka. Okay, the Bogger. Is gonna get a 23. If it hits me, will I be less frightened? Shrook is gonna get a 30. Both of them succeed, which means that they take a minus one on all hostile actions. Okay. But For, would it though? It wouldn't affect that. No, you're still afraid. You're just gonna well, you're, less that's gonna go down every turn. Yeah, automatic. I was like, I w- I'm very yeah. frightened. So in, any attack me. rolls have a minus one, and it's a channeled. Or it's a concentration. Okay. So you're kind of holding this stop being a dick. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then I'm going to uh, battle medicine myself. All right. Give me your... I can't fail, so... You can critically succeed. I can critically succeed. Which I did do for the... the ba- I didn't specify. I'm doing... Oh, sorry. We got uh, yeah, wrapped up. We- <laughs> yeah. We were all excited and stuff. One more, one more Boggart still alive, by the way. <clears throat> yeah, we need oh, yeah, one more. Two baggers, two I didn't specify before I rolled it. I'm going for expert. I assume you're going for expert yeah. at this point. There's like no reason. That's what I get for not specifying the yep. first time. What's your modifier? It's a 15, so that would critically that fail. That does critically expert. fail. Yeah. But I got plenty of these. I'm not about to do a uh, Tyrannus. <laughs> oh! Well, I turned it around one to a nineteen. That critically succeeds. I'm hey, pretty sure. Uh, yeah, that will, that's gonna be like a thirty-four. So yeah, I'll critically succeed. You'll be forty-eight banana. plus ten health. And then Espus. While he's rolling that. Okay. While he's doing that, just 
Nah, is there a, is that Boggart providing cover to the for the Chiruka now? See, unintentionally is yes. Just, <laughs> it's less in cover, but yeah. Um, Rolled three. The Chiruka also is still in cover because he hasn't been moved yet. Oh right, but the concealment. Oh, but because you concealment, the Boggart's providing us a cover. Cover, right? yeah. All right, so I will just sigh and move to where I can. Hopefully, see this thing. Pin and, him again. And not provide. Not He's still pinned. You just go back to where you started. Yeah, pretty much. He's got frail little old man it's monkey not. arms. He can't <laughs> move. And then uh, Hunter Zane, just do keep doing these very careful shots. I'm back to full health. Nice. Not surprised. <laughs> Banana tastes good. Banana tastes good. I didn't actually even have to factor in eating peppers. Um, I'm gonna session reroll that. I may hit, but I'm not We're trusting it. Rid of all of these hero points. We haven't even taken our break yet. It's gonna be a good day. Oh boy. Okay, that's better. Uh, that goes up to uh, 28. Uh, 28 will hit. Okay. So, gimme, gimme. Uh, for 10 points of piercing damage, and just another one straight where the other one that was stuck in his shoulder, just right next to it, piercing through the armor. He's got three arrows sticking out of him here. I mean, one of them's pinning him to the ground. He's starting to look at least a little bit injured, but he is a surprisingly resilient little Chiruka. This the draconic hair, blood he's got in him is making him much more powerful, and he's showing no signs of stopping anytime immediately soon. That's the, that's the end of mine. And he is... Uh, first turn, move or take two D eight yep. mental. It's not your turn. <laughs> it's his so, turn. Oh, it's yes. agitate. He's gonna he's gonna reach down. Now agitate it. <laughs> Janking on the stupid arrow here. Just, <laughs> 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 when he gets it out of his leg and uh, tosses it to the side, kind of growling, and he looks up, looks at you, and then puts his hands together. Sana Mayum! And uh, you see him heal himself. Okay. He didn't move, did he? He did not. <laughs> Priorities, he's like, ah! <laughs> heal the physical damage, take the mental damage. <laughs> he's going to heal himself for 24. But he will take. He's going to take some amount of damage. Some amount of damage here. Actually, it was exactly what he just took over the last round because I just went from 22 to 46 to 22 damage. And he'll take 13. <laughs> Monkey having a bad day. Little nosebleed. Yeah, he's, you can see him almost like kind of twitching as he finishes the spell and all his physical wounds close. Is obviously very <laughs> having a difficult time here. Dalren. Um, so Dalren is going to uh, slide around the outside of this tree here uh, to move to flanking. So I can. Is that bush difficult terrain? The the bush no bush is good so but the, the dark brown is the One, two, difficult terrain. Three and then four. He'll step forward oh. into the bush. Okay. Um, and actually get close enough to draw eyes on this uh, Chiruka leader. Uh, your uh, tail shows some dragon blood in you. Let's see if your soul has the same strength. Um, and bring this crackling geese arm down onto his head. Oh, do I need to roll a flat check because he's in a bush? Uh, if you hit him, you gotta roll a flat check because he's got, he's got concealment. Okay, I got you. Uh, so that's a 21. Uh, 21. Uh, with his staff there, as you swing it down, he's actually going to reach up and just bat your weapon down to the side. Just barely with enough strength to clear himself from the swing. Okay, uh, and then the second swing, I'm going to just kind of follow it through and just choke up the last minute to swipe it up. Uh, just kind of hitting at the boggart in my peripheral vision. Those are big words. Nice! Hey, there we go. Uh, so, minus five on that. So. It's on the boggart? Yeah, it's on the boggart. 
So it's a 28 to hit him. 28's gonna critically succeed. Oh boy. Fogger's not looking at you. 14, 8, 22, 44 <laughs> lightning damage. <laughs> just kind of on the backswing, I just flip the boggart in half. corpses on the ground. He is, uh, he is not alive anymore. The backswing just takes his head completely <laughs> off. Just, oh. oh no. <laughs> All right, buddy. Man, am I am glad I'm on this side. <laughs> it's like Dalren um, flexing here. This is pretty great. <laughs> um, I'm going to go walk up next to this leader here. So as you uh, go to move forward, his tail twists out from under his cloak and lashes out towards your legs. Okay. And he is going to swipe his tail at you for a 29. Okay. And uh, he will, uh, and he catches, I'm fairly unexpecting it. He catches me uh, as I'm walking. And as it bats across you, you are going to take eight slashing damage, and it's actually going to disrupt that movement ten feet away from him. So okay. That's one action. Um, so that's one action. And then I will kick off his leg, and I will keep walking. <laughs> uh, uh. He takes a minus one of that, if it matters. <clears throat> uh, he no. would have been at 28, so no. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah 28. Um, it's common. So I'm going to keep walking... And try and like shuffle him out from under this thing. So I'm I'm walking all the way around. Oh, all the way around. Uh, him. Yeah, to get onto the back side of him, yeah. and then um, I will raise my shield. Resume, as we come round to you here, uh, we have from the chest of chats a hero point for our favorite sorcerer slash druid. Keep slinging them spells from Wolverine seven eight nine. Wolverine, you, the animal kingdom, you are my favorite X-Men. <laughs> Very nice. Um, speaking <clears throat> of which, um, she'll lock eyes with the Charuka and she'll intone out Tempors and she'll cast slow on him. He's going to make a will save. He's going to get a 25. Um, that will just normal fail, um, which will Pass. still, normal that succeed. will normal succeed, which still means that he's slowed for one turn, which means he has to spend one turn doing nothing and one turn moving or else. So he has one, so he. This is two actions. Yes. Nice. I two actions. You have one action. Uh, I will shield because this thing is coming toward me looking all froggy-like. Well, he is in fact, and he does look pretty froggy-like, but as he leaps forward here, there is someone more in front of him now which is Espis behind this bush, and he's just gonna leap forward, bringing his club down pretty recklessly for a 17. Just immediately, just duck underneath. And then back up again for an 18. And just lean back. <laughs> well, calm emotions didn't really seem like it had much of an effect on a very grumpy. He's very mad. Yeah, he's also mad. Also the bugger heads on is now very dead. Very dead, so I'm gonna let that drop. Not gonna focus on channeling that anymore. But instead, what I'm going to do is I'm going to reach out with, with the far reaches to the maximum that I can extend this and cast Command. And we're going to tell him to approach Dalrin. Step that way, please. <laughs> uh, he was also going to get a 25 on that will save as well. So that's a success, so he just has to spend an action moving to Dalrin. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one action left. <laughs> no, reach. 
I'll reach We're back. We're such right. jerks. Asmus. I think I have that under control. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I'll uh, have Esphus, um hunt prey to change prey to the boggart in front. Okay. Interact and draw the rapier. Okay. Uh, can I? I need to drop my bow. I'm assuming so. Just I can just kind of. That's free. You can yeah. You can keep your bow in one hand because the rapier's only one handed weapon. You just can't fire it with one hand. That's but fine. You can hold it with one hand. Yeah. Okay. Then I'll uh, I'll just hold the bow, hold the long bow, and have the have the scimitar out, and I the will. The rapier. Or the rapier. Sorry, thank you. The rapier and uh, pokey poke. For a twenty-six. Twenty-six will hit. Okay. Four. Uh, ten points of piercing damage, just straight in and out of the stomach. Right, poke this through him. He stumbles a bit. He's still hanging on. Um, can I take a second attack? Or wait, so because I didn't move, I just hunt. hunt I change prey. Hunt, 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 hunt draw attack. Hunt draw attack. Okay. Draw attack. Yep. The other action, yep. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. So uh, this. Taruka dragon thing now, clearly very upset, is going to go, flies into a frenzy, like you've seen many of the Taruka do before. Hooting and shrieking and pounding his chest, drops the staff on the ground, and leaps over in front of Dalren. Eyes wild, and still shrieking, stops for a brief moment and puts his hands out, Efundi Vitam, and claps towards you, trying to smack at you. Oh, he's actually trying to hit me. He's not casting something? As he casts it, it wells up in his hands and he tries to oh, literally okay. whack you with it. Box your ears with whatever Does this is. Does he have enough actions? Super mega kites. Uh, yes, get three actions. I cast slow on him. Slow so move. from four to three. Yeah, he did, he did yeah, crazy. He did oh, the haze thing. Yeah. I completely yeah. forgot about that. Uh, and it's going to be a 37. To hit you. Oh, 37. I'm uh, just kind of, uh, Dalren just doesn't take him seriously because he's small and he's in his dragon rage. So he just totally lets him clap both of his knees with his monkey hands, his short monkey hands. Shatters your knee. Is that, a crit? that is totally a crit. And, uh, and as he does, you are going to feel a massive, overwhelming jolt of negative energy rack up through you. And actually, wait, I believe we found out before this actually does not even have an attack roll, which is good for you because it can't crit because there's no attack roll. Right, it just happens. So you win this time because it doesn't actually have an attack roll. Technically, Ooh. I don't lose. You don't lose, which is a form of winning. <laughs> yep. Uh, so you are just going to take 20 negative energy damage. Uh, and this... Um, it's not an attack. It just says oh, enemy damage damages your ally. Okay. Uh, so, and he would, uh, I'm trying to reach out, like, you gotta know you're gonna die here, man. Like, you could live, you could really be doing so much better here. Uh, and just try and get him to either, you know, second guess himself. And he seems like he is thoroughly frantic and raged, and especially given this shrieking frenzy, <clears throat> not listening to any kind of reason. He's so going to, uh... Eightless. Take eight less. Eight he less? Is, he is gonna, he's going to be in people too as well. Woo! Twelve. And you see, as he saps this vitality from Dalren, much like Vaz had in her cave, he takes it and bolsters himself with it. I'm tired of this clown. Dalren. Oh, you're tired of this clown. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Well, this is our circus, and uh, that is our monkey. Fight. <laughs> <laughs> you should know when you're beaten. Uh, and again, the geese arm is going to, he's uh, hes gonna go for a bit of, uh, of accumulation here. So he's gonna try to trip him and knock him into the dirt first. Okay. All right, so that's gonna be 30 to trip. 30 will knock him down. <laughs> Boink. Um, flip the geese arm, give up and spear him while he's on the ground. Hey, there we go. 27. That's with the minus five? That's with the minus five. Uh, that'll definitely hit, holy crap. He did say so give up. 13 lightning. Alrighty. As that sticks, throwing only got one action left. Doesn't look like I totally do have one action he's left, actually. Upsetting. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll use the last action to demoralize. Seems appropriate. Bitch. It's, <laughs> it's a 15. He might be too screaming. He is uh, definitely not demoralized, no. He is overwhelmed seemingly with rage here. Buddy. Uh, well, I'm going to come around the bushes here, and now that he's on the ground, I guess uh, he just needs a little, little proper more motivation here from my hammer. <laughs> As you go to move up behind him, flanking again on the ground, the tail lashes out towards you. Okay. Tail. He is enfeebled and prone, so it's only going to be a 17. And this time I know, and I just kind of step on it as I'm walking <laughs> over. I catch it, catch it perfect. Uh, so I'll swing my hammer. Yeah, it's not very good. So that's a um, uh, 23. 23 what? Oh, right. Oh, right. He's uh, lots of things. Well, um, prone and flanking actually don't stack, but still. He's double flat-footed. Oh, good. <laughs> He's no-footed. <laughs> His feet are gone. His feet are gone. They might be after this. Um, it's pretty good, pretty good. Uh, that's a uh, 14 damage. And then, um, and then I will shield up again. Resume. Um, boggered in your backline here, doing boggered stuff. He Re- looks pretty injured, though. Re- Resme will kind of look at the boggered and go, <laughs> and then uh, cast up uh, a magic missile, a second level magic missile, and drop it uh, on the Charuka um, in the middle of the two of them, uh, carefully aiming her missiles to make sure she doesn't hurt her friends. The secret of magic missiles, they're the most perfectly aimed things that exist. Also, I like, like kicking an enemy while he's down. Okay. <laughs> Make fun of me casting fireball. <laughs> I think you need you throw my old fireball at me. I do. Ah, here, I got more. One. Stupid caltrops. Thank you. There you go. Listen to it. That sounds like a bucket of dice. Outside. It is a bucket of dice. Mega rain outside. Uh, supposed to be. 13. That's fitting with the ambience right now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he'll take 13 damage. Take 13 damage. There's a lot of d4s for a 13. Sometimes blood just ain't enough. And then this really angry boggard here is going to let out another one of these these echoing croaks, almost in just pure rage. And now the other three of you are going to need to make that save. Resmus and Resme, he will save. That's boggart language for take me seriously, dang it. I'm actually not paying attention to him at all, and that spooked me. Uh, That's 25. a critical failure. We're fighting two. 25, you'll be fine. 25. 25, you're also fine. Uh, but as, as, as a rare kind of cowers in the corner here, he's <laughs> just continues swinging on Espus. He's upset. He's not losing to some skinny kid with a bow. <laughs> 19. And, and just once again, just very casually, just kind of tilt the shoulders to the side. And then a 25. 
That will hit. And it's a natural 20. So that'll critically hit. You're mad long enough. You'll get a 20, little buggered. You don't have to be a legitimate threat. You just have to hit until you roll a 20. And he is going to whack you. Uh, this fury, as he's just swinging, and you're dipping almost just, again, not taking him seriously like you're doing, just kind of dipping and dodging. He gets you with one massive hit. You're going to take 24 damage. Ooh. And he just lets out, just opens his mouth, this croak, a battle cry now, just standing there screaming in your face. Rrr. I'm going to look at that, uh, that big hit and the boggard that dares to scare me while I'm focused on something else. And I'm going to pop Healer's Blessing and do a two-action heal on Esphus, just to watch him get demoralized as everything he's done fades <laughs> away. Okay. Do you dare defy the, the master, master of animals? animals? <laughs> so that's 3d10. Plus 24. Plus 24. Plus 6. <laughs> plus 6. 3d10 so plus 30. 30. Alright, so that's actually only 6 on the d10s. 36. That's who gets 36 health back. You take a massive hit and feel this pain for like an instant before this glow wraps around you and it's utterly gone. It was a dream. And that bog never hit you. Just, just take that hit like square in the diaphragm. Just... Mm. Mouth fills with copper, and then the light of Saren Ray just takes all of that the away. The copper just sucks the back. That's all that I have is just the blood in my mouth. I uh, just have the blood in my mouth, and Esfis just very casually just spits it in <laughs> Boggart's face, and then just stab, stab, stab. This Boggart's currently screaming at you. So he probably just spit the blood in his mouth. He's got a giant frog mouth that's just open in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so first swing. Uh, for a 26. That will hit. Okay. So that is... So uh, that'll be nine points of piercing, just stabbed straight in the gut again. And with nine, he stumbles back. Not quite out yet. Second attack. Woohoo! Uh, for a 31. Bye, that's uh, that's gonna critically hit there. Pin his tongue to his ribcage forever. Actually, he is my prey. What does the what do, what do uh, rapiers do? Is it gonna make him double dead? It I might. They do it, something. It, it might. Yeah, they're deadly D8 too. Neat. Necessary. <laughs> Absolutely necessary. All very necessary. For 20 points of piercing, just once again, just stabbing in the same spot in the gut over Plus and over and over again. Do. And with that, he does. Finally, uh, collapse down this crow, turning to a gurgle onto the ground in a heap. All the boggards are defeated. And then interact, sheath the rapier, and just put the bow back in a ready position. Down on the ground here, this Chiruka, still agitated, laying prone, puts both of his hands flat on the ground next to him and says, Dehawk! Incinerate these fools who stand against you! And with another flash of red, the ground explodes beneath Dalren and Buddy. Completely engulfing, like the, the rest of you can just see a blast of lava out of the ground, engulfing everything around them. Oh. And a reflex save material. 22. Uh, 21. Those are both going to fail. So you are each going to take 
4 bludgeoning damage and 11 fire damage and be knocked prone with him. And he can take 2d8 mental damage. not going anywhere. He's, he's definitely agitated. He's incredibly agitated. Uh, he can take 4. Damage is damage. Damage is damage. And it's free. Mm-hmm. All right. Everyone's free. <clears throat> It's the prone. <laughs> <laughs> just roll over on him. Uh, Dalren's going to just kind of push himself back up to the feet while the lightning just kind of continuously. As you go to push yourself up, he lashes out with his tail at your arm to knock you back down to the ground again. Okay. <laughs> uh, still enfeebled. It's only going to be a 30. Okay, well, that will hit normally. And that's going to disrupt your standing up, so you're still going to be prone and just uh, be down in action. All right. It's going to hit you for nine. All right. Well, that's that's a hit. Um, kind of just kind of push him back into the dirt, and um, then he's just still going just to get back up again, uh, as if you, Inexorable. as if the as if the likes of you could keep me down, and just again stab the geese arm down. Surrender. Ah, getting up too much. I'm spitting dirt out of my mouth. Twenty. Twenty. Even prone, he's just barely gonna writhe away from it. It slams into the dirt next to him. Buddy. Uh, I'm just gonna roll over, and in my haste to roll over, I'm gonna bring my hammer down on the other side of me. I'm just gonna try and smack him. As you're all brawling here, this is eruption of lava fading back down. This Charuka is just cackling madly. It's not even words anymore. I wonder if he took the bludgeoning damage at least. Um, so that is a uh, 16 on the die, plus 15 is 31. Uh, Prone's going to be minus 2. So 29. 29. 29 is going to hit. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, and that is 9, uh, 13. 13 damage. With that, solid wallop. This is a cough for a minute as you're still just cackling madly. <laughs> Nothing you do matters! Dayhawk has seized this world! <laughs> he's still wiggling. But he's just losing his mind laughing. Um, I'm going to try and just roll on top of him and kind of grapple him down. All right. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... A small, um, tiny, grumpy creature. So uh, that is what? That's minus five. Minus yeah. five yep. Okay, so that's 16 on the die, plus 14, uh, 30 minus five is 25. Uh, okay, you got him. Okay, so now he is grappled and I. Play, play just rolls over on top of him. He's still just cackling. Um, like a yeah. psychopath. <laughs> one action left, actually. I don't think I can raise my shield in between us. <laughs> you sure can. Uh-huh, Nothing about being proud of your grappling prevents you. You can literally just put your shield like on his face. Yeah, <laughs> Stop laughing. <laughs> Resume. Oh, that's awkward, but I think maybe. Uh, and uh, she'll whip out an electric arc uh, and she'll send them uh, toward him, trying to avoid Buddy and Dalrin, kind of just trying to get it under his shield and using the shield to conduct the energy downward at him. Can't hit Buddy, can't hit the ground. <laughs> gotta hit the monkey. Well, so, the monkey is gonna make a reflex save. A reflex prone save. and grappled. Prone and grappled. And then feeble. And well, he's not feeble anymore, actually. But he yeah. is prone and grappled. Look at 26. Crap. Uh, he'll pass, but he'll take half, so. 
And as, as you're grabbing onto him, buddy, his, his almost death throws here, he has an, a pretty impressive strength that rivals your own. 4, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, divided by 2 is 7. Alright. This arc of electricity courses through him. His buddy's on top of him, still just laughing. <laughs> and just... <laughs> and stops. Completely. You feel a little burst of warmth underneath you, buddy. Probably roll off of him. I hate the smell of cooked monkey. Ouch. They certainly do love their fire, don't they? Yeah, you know, they seem to be, uh... I mean, the other guys weren't that bad, but this guy seemed, uh, seemed, seemed pretty weird, I would say. I'm so frustrated. Not one of my fireballs has gotten to do anything yet. And it seems if the pattern is to continue, none of them will, as long as they have support from people like him. I'm going to run over to the two of you and just slap a couple battle medicines down real quick in case there's another one nearby. Something that they've done, though, is they've revealed their hand. Now we know this is a tool in their arsenal. That one passes. And it, one that is being sorely missed. That one passes. <laughs> With any luck, perhaps they'll go after Lord Thaddeus Stoutmore and let's save not, us some trouble. Let's not wish ill on others. I'm sure he can handle himself. I'm sure. So you get 15. Those volcano things are kind of creepy. So having moved uh, back around here and intercepted and you get 16. this Cinder Claw Patrol and defeated them, I remember what Rinaldi was doing today. Uh, Rinaldi was, I think, just coming with us. Yeah. So we're just coming along to make camp, basically, because you yeah. guys are just heading a little further up uh, one more day's journey. I'm five down, but I'm not here. like. I thought we were going hard. one more hex north of that. It's this one. It it's is this that cliff one. Side. It's this cliffside right here. It's oh, okay, okay, okay. Northern half of it, but it's still there. And, and the, if the two of you still need more healing, I can easily spare a couple spells. I, I need a lot more healing, actually. They actually beat the crap out of me, but. Just, I need just like showing it. I was just the, the tiniest I was the bit more, but I don't. I mean, it's yeah, at that point like. All right. Well, I'm gonna blast you with a two action heal. Ooh, thank you. I need to uh, bring out some of the bigger heals. Thirty-seven. Here. Thirty-seven. Okay. How come you don't love me like that? I got you for thirty-six. And you rolled a one, two, and three. There was an eight on that die. Yeah, Why do you close your eyes when you blessing. heal him? <laughs> 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 and with that, I'm almost back up to full. With that, as you all take a bit to recover from this battle here, these cinder claws here in their home turf in the Mlongi jungle seem to be a, a much more severe problem than the ones that had come through, uh, that passed through the portal and showed up in Isker in Citadel Altarian. These are. Almost something wholly different down here. Or unholy uh, different. More mm -hmm. unholy different, probably more appropriate. That wasn't even a whole Sharuka. That was, well, something slightly different entirely. We can investigate that in a moment. I think it's about time we take our midstream break here. So we're going to stand up, stretch our legs, use the bathroom, etc. We are back in action. But as we left off, you had just defeated a group of Cinderclaws you came upon in the jungle. A few boggards led by something new. What appeared to be almost a half-dragon, half-Cheruka priest of Dehak who had some considerably, some considerably powerful magic, mm. all things considered. Taking him down was no small feat, but with him defeated now... He had small feet. You have an opportunity to uh, investigate 
this strange creature, whatever it is, or the things that he, he has with him not, you know, trying to murder you the entire time. And we can take his thing and put it in the sack. With yeah, the rest of more them. symbols for the sack. Now his symbol does seem to be a bit different. Whereas all the rest of the Cinder Claw insignias that you've gotten so far were these little almost metal pins, basically, mm-hmm. of this smoking claw emblem. His is the same icon, uh, but it's made of gold. Okay. The pin itself seems to be complete, solid gold. It's uh, not even painted with the same iconography. It's just the same general shape of the claw with some little wisps coming off of it. Fairly crudely carved, honestly. Is it like the other gold cinder claw brooch we found? No. it was The other one was painted. Was the other one painted? Yeah. Okay. Yes. So this is the first different. real gold one we've Yeah, this is, this is actual, like, a... Like, we could melt it down and it's worth money. It is an actual solid gold insignia. It's not that greenish gold, is it? I don't know, is it? I don't know, is it? Uh-huh. Yeah. Perception check, guy who has it. <laughs> Just lick it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, perception. Can I use crafting for it, or should I use perception? Crafting would require you to actually sit down and like pull out all of your stuff. Fair enough. So that's uh, just a fifteen perception. Now the fifteen. No, this looks like it's more standard gold. This doesn't look to be the same as the ingot that you got. Okay. Uh, that ingot, although it was it was kind of difficult to see, uh, it had a fairly evident green sheen, and once you knew what you were looking for, it was relatively obvious. Okay. So, and I'm assuming the ones that, the four boggarts that were with him had uh, brooches as well? Uh, they would have the more standard brooches, yes. Add to the collection. We need more brooches. So adding that into your neat little sack there, uh, you guys would not have a whole lot further to be going on today before you were camping for the night. Mm-hmm. And that would proceed largely without incident. Uh, you would get through... You would find a place to settle down by the river, knowing that you're generally about one day's travel, probably one day's travel out from getting up to this cliffside where the angel had told you where the temple was. You settle down for the evening, Renali having had nothing else to do rather than prepare her silks, <laughs> gather them from her unknown source. Yep. Seems to be really good at doing. And put together a camp for the group of you. You're going to have a Perfectly fine place to rest. And I'm going to cast Enhance Victual so we can actually have a very nice dinner. Turn your beef jerky my, into... My biscuits steak. have turned into cake. Jerky. <laughs> now it's jerky mignon. And there's my, <laughs> and there's wine. I literally turn water into wine. Well, dang. That does seem like a pretty spectacular spell, uh, spell for patrolling through a jungle for an unknown quantity of time, to be certain. Because... Surely trail rations and hard biscuits and dried meat's got to wear on you at some point when we're like two weeks deep and just yeah. traipsing through the Milwaukee expanse There's at this point. bananas and peppers everywhere. What do you... You think a rainforest is literally just like full of bananas? <laughs> <laughs> no, my like pockets. My pockets are. Oh, okay. I was like, <laughs> we also have a magic sack. That's you do true. have magic sack. Magic sack has uh, a whole bunch, bunch of dried of fruits. And other, stuff. at least slightly different, yeah, ekajai preparation. It is a lot of nuts and dried fruit. Uh, actually, no meat whatsoever would be included in, in their meals there. But They probably wouldn't have the salt to preserve it. Oh, we got to teach them the glories of pemmican. We could get it working. Well, I've been kind of having a problem, guys. Because when I was back in, you know, I went, never went. I was never in, like, school or nothing, and I never went, like, 
no churches or nothing. I just kind of follow Iomde I, I because that's what my wife did, and she's, you know, she knows this kind of stuff. And it worked well with my attitude. Um, but, you know, back in uh, back in Breach Hill, when, when we were, like, fighting something, when me and Estes were out fighting something, normally they were, like, bandits who knew they were doing wrong. And I'd be like, don't do things that are wrong. And they'd be like, oh, right, I'm doing them wrong. And they'd be like, okay, I guess we'll stop now. And out here, these guys are like, but we're doing the right thing. So I don't know. Well, have it's, you ever seen a crazy person? It's not so much they say we're doing the right thing. They just kind of start screaming incoherently. But they have such belief, man. I've been trying to, I've been trying to really like figure out what would make them tick and what would make them change their belief. But they, they are so convinced, and what they are doing is is what will further them as a population, what will further them and their families. That it's almost impossible to get them to think of anything else. They would like to set the world on fire. I am hesitant to agree with them and give in. It I'm not seems... saying I agree with them. I'm trying to get them to see any other way, but it, it's not the same as the bandits out. And Breach Hill, you know if you're a bandit, you're probably not on the right way of life. And if I show you a glimpse of something better, you're more likely to see it. But if I show them a glimpse of what's better, it'll be the world world burning. Hmm. Hmm. They do have to seem to have a... A, a quite a, a skewed view, I suppose, from your point of view. Uh, the way I look at it, I, I, this simply just seems to be a, a struggle for territory, and uh, they simply want uh, they, they want to invade Breach Hill. They want to tear down the the Ekujai, and so we have a common purpose to go fight against them and uh, do our best to neuter their efforts. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not sure how that squares with Iomade. Certainly, uh, Iomade is fairly militaristic, as I recall, so wars and defense and uh, preemptive strikes uh, shouldn't be anything of a stranger to the religion, I would think. That's true. I guess we'll just go around killing them all. I mean, I just find it odd. I think that what Buddy is trying to say is that, and this is in cases where you and I have run into bandits and things like that before, or sometimes not just desperate people. Or even that woman in the forest, she knew she wasn't doing right. She had other aspirations and laughed, but... Unfortunately... It is disheartening when you have someone who believes in redemption and you have someone else who believes that there is still good, even in evil people. There is no good in the Taruka or in the Boggarts here in the Cinderclaws. There's gotta be some good in them, I Mm. mean. Unfortunately, buddy, in this case. Though the whole race is just bad? It's no, it's not the race itself. I mean, that's all we've seen of them. But it's these followers. This area, this distinct Mm. region. It doesn't even have anything to do with the location. It has to do with these. It's the cult. It's what. Certainly not all of these uh, boggers they call these frogmen have ill intentions or evil in their hearts. As I know, there are some tribes uh, not far actually out in the Bruden Forest in northwestern Taldor uh, that have trade. They send their carts with their wares and have their gold as anybody else's and they exchange with human settlements, so... I mean, seems perfectly uh, reasonable. So it does seem to have some sort of valid point, though I'm unsure what we do about it exactly. Well, mm-hmm. when dealing with cults, unfortunately, uh, slavish devotion to a set of ideals is sort of part and parcel, I'm afraid. They, um, they did quite yeah, literally invade your hometown. I know, but I mean, lots of people invaded other places, and that doesn't mean they're all evil. I mean, look at Chelyax, they've got... This is largely the vast majority of written history, to be sure. 
Well, and if it makes you feel better, Buford, uh, certainly uh, during the uh, invasion of Breach Hill, uh, we were able to make away with some captives that are currently serving time in the prison, uh, and perhaps they will come to see the air of their ways as the wheels of justice turn. So, unfortunately, there is no Breach Hill prison in the Mwangi Expanse. It's Hold a different set of laws here. I apologize for the interruption, of course, to help you forgive my trespass uh, of proper protocols here, but you have live... These cultists, you've captured some of them? Uh, yes, of and, them. and not, in fact, not even captured, uh, they surrendered. Uh, as, you know, many combatants do when faced with overwhelming odds, they prefer to keep Very their lives. Very few combatants, as I've come to realize. Indeed. Uh, unfortunately, they seem to be a bit more devoted uh, over here. They fight to the death far more often on their own home turf. It's interesting. What I've seen so far of these uh, Taruka, as it were, admittedly very little here in the jungle so far in our own explorations, they didn't really seem to possess the same kind of intelligence that they have this uh, obviously they seem to speak Wongi, they can communicate on some level but they don't really seem to understand a sense of self-preservation not even so much as that so much as well anything outside of a hierarchy they seem to be driven more by instinct than thought that I've seen but well, well I mean I can't entirely agree with that uh, they certainly possess rudimentary technology and crafting and they, certainly they have the, enough uh, wherewithal to not only be a part of a society, but uh, to achieve fairly high rank in it. Whatever is instinct, they just burn and kill. They do not do any other things. They, the Ekujai, they are not friendly with outsiders, usually. They tolerate some that they see as helpful or respectful, whatever meets their, you know. Of course. But these cinder claws, they they only burn and kill and loot. And in the case of two perhaps exceptional individuals, surrender when confronted with superior forces. You know, this and... actually reminds me of a a lesson that my mother and father had to teach me when I was first learning to become a druid. I had a problem killing rabid animals. It was something that is our responsibility. If a beast becomes sickened and is going to do harm to everything around them and do harm to other animals, we need to put them down. And uh, I don't think it's a wise comparison. No, uh, I I think it is. No, Once... these are not rabid beasts. They are capable of intelligent thought and capable of moral decision-making. That is not true. Well, Once buddy. a beast has become so ingrained in an idea, in a thing, once they have given up their will to someone or something else, and they are nothing more. We're talking with Dalren about your rabid thing. For other side of this conversation, Esphus and Buddy, what are you... Buddy, just, it's disheartening. I can see that you're disappointed. And you have seen just as much death as I have. A lot of it needless. But know this, you've never given up on your faith. You've never given up on Bonnie. You've never given up on your kids or your friends or even those that gave you trespass. Keep giving. Keep giving them this chance. If you can give them even a small one, if they take it, then good. If they don't, you gave them a choice. I guess all I just... I'm just really looking for... Anyway, if, it, if we come across someone that starts laying down their weapons or something... I wouldn't dare to attack them. 
Okay, just making sure because I'll be I'm 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 looking for the day. I'm looking for the day when someone I was absolutely standing with you when it came to the two that we I know, I know. It's just it's been a while. <laughs> when it's much harder to to show that same peaceful side around here. Certainly seems that way. You know our hard line. Yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true. I just it it, it the, the like these guys back here, uh you just slaughtered them and yeah, but you don't speak their language. You didn't hear what they were saying. They were very... They were literally chanting for our blood. Yeah. Once... But so... they were all... There was just a couple left, and they knew they were going to die, and not one of them looked for anything different, which I find Buddy, really weird. you of all people should understand what it's like to hold such faith in something that you're willing to give your life for it. If there are those willing to do that for good, why shouldn't there be those who are willing to do it for evil? There's laying down their life, and then there's laying you down your life pointlessly, and I feel like... They don't make that distinction. The yeah, way that they so. might see it is, for instance, you renouncing your faith just to live. Oh. It, it, again, I I criticize... I, I caution you against false equivalencies. We do take risks in these metaphors here. Good but... and evil are not two sides of the same coin. They are distinct moral decision-makings with different values behind them. There is an exact reason why Buddy is so devoted to his line of thinking and to his faith, and it has nothing to do with the fact that saying the Cheruka are just as devoted to them means it's one and the same. These are very different things. Uh, perhaps as we learn more about the cult of Dahak, uh, we may learn exactly what those things are, and I assure you they will be very different to Yomade's tenants. Oh, I'm I sure they will. Sure. I've learned anything. My upbringing, it is that there is always a reason and there is always a purpose, a greater goal on the horizon to strive to, regardless of whether others consider your pursuits to be this good or evil, however you'd categorize the thing. I, I don't believe that anybody really sees themselves as villains, but it's difficult to see what these Cinderclaw cultists what their end game could be, how they could possibly even begin to justify their actions. As I said, corruption, corruption do, can do very, very, once you have a group of people who get together who all believe something like that, groupthink can make people do very ugly things. Maybe we can find some answers in this temple. Well, also, let's not forget, uh, there is a driving, guiding force behind this cult, this cult of Dehaq. <laughs> they are actually following. Let's calm the darkness. There's no Ekujai here to get all uptight about our vernacular. The this cult is is guided very specifically to follow the goals and interests of a malevolent being. And hence, I suspect that that being's goals are what infect their daily philosophy, which may be why they behave the way they do. It's, it's, it's not... Uh, I, I, I caution you against simply writing them off as corrupted or insane or I don't think devoted. They, I don't think they are insane. I think there probably is something behind what they do. But I also think that once you give yourself up to something, whether it be good or evil, and you stop thinking about it or questioning it, then there really is no difference. At that point, you're just a tool. But for the sake of Buddy, for the sake of my best friend, 
If someone lays down their arms, will we give them the honorable chance to surrender? Of course. Of course. Uh, it'll be up to us then to decide what to do with a, an honorable captive in the middle of the Mwangi expanse. Well, I'll just be looking out for it. I feel like we should... I'm just hoping for the best here, guys. If as it as happens, you, I'll be looking for of it. Of course. I'm saying that Valley just nods as well, and Rinali looks a little concerned almost like the ground. You really mean to give Cinderglaws a second chance to burn you? Well, we've already proven that not all of them would have given the chance. Well, we don't know. Well, what ha- we don't know what will happen with those two in well, the, the Breach Hill Jail. They didn't try to attack us while we were... We didn't give them the chance. Yes, either. they were never out of our custody. Letting them surrender. They were interesting when they were teaching me their language. Yeah, well... I. I assure I, you, they had lost none of their devotion if you uh, understood the dragon's tongue that one of them spoke. Of course. I, I do not think there is anything the Cinder Claws will do with a second chance different from what they did with their first. True, but Eford has hope, and I want to give my friend at least that much. And you I don't do think not... there are little baby trogs running around somewhere? Like, I, I, there's got to be some family base around here. It would kill you as fast as their parents, I am well, sure. Yeah, I mean, that's war, though, but... I don't know. I just, I just want to be everybody looking out here, and I'm, I'm hoping for the best. I don't think I could kill a baby animal. Hopefully, there's no tapestries for you to set on fire in the temple, at least. No, I could set the fire to things, but I don't think I could kill a baby animal. Also, you could burn them to death, but. No, the tapestry is not the. <laughs> anyway, so. <laughs> I don't know if anyone expe- expected a, a, a. Anyone got on their bingo card deep philosophical discussion <laughs> about the motivations of the Cinderclaw cultists for today's episode? Because I'm missing that one. I don't. I don't have that one. I got it right here. Let me just. <laughs> but. Mm. You're playing Charuka Bingo too? (laughs) (laughs) But with this, the night passes on, Buddy at least confident that should an opportunity for Mercy arise, most of the party will capitalize as they can. Though understandably concerned given the current state of insane cold fanatics that seem to just keep throwing themselves at you. Uh, Dolren, make me a fortitude save. Woo! That's a two on the die for a 14. Uh, with a 14, later on in the evening, sometime after you'd all eaten and started preparing yourselves to uh, sleep for the evening, you feel a bit off. At first, you wonder if perhaps some side effect of the spell Resme had cast on these, this food here, just the magic possibly does not sit well with you as your stomach just protests a little bit. Uh, but it grows from a, a sour tummy to some tummy. pretty impressive pain uh, to the point where you're actually going to take two poison damage huh. and you are sickened. Hmm. Goodness gracious, something certainly didn't sit right with me. I guess I know what spell I'm preparing tomorrow morning. <sighs> Give me a moment. Um, lightning kind of crackles up, sucks down in, and just burns the sickness out of him. Oh, well, that as, helps it, the symptoms. as it normally would, but with your rage and your focus here, you don't even seem able to shrug this off. Yeah. Even through your rage, you can still feel this biting pain in your stomach. Oh, interesting. Huh. Well, perhaps. Um, can, uh, perhaps, uh, Rur, if you wouldn't mind, let me talk this over with you. 
I may have ingested something uh, not exactly pleasant. I'm immediately going to take a look at the gold, just from past history. Make me a perception check. All right, that is 23. So 23, on a piece this small, it's much harder to discern. But this is definitely from the same source as the gold ingot you'd found, and it's laced with arsenic as well. Well, I uh, I feel like you might have recently ingested a little bit of arsenic. Just ingested it? Like Resume fed it to me? <laughs> no, like it was on your hands because you were handling this uh, tainted gold. Oh, that I hadn't appears... noticed a sheen on it. I was looking for it. It seems like it's a much lighter trace, but it is still here. It's not, as, as you look at it, it's not so much a lighter trace as it's just with how much smaller this is to a full ingot, it's oh. just much harder to visibly see. Uh, it would take alchemical testing to confirm it, but you're, you're fairly positive it's the same as what you found back at the Unfinished Way Totem. Mm. All right, time to charcoal purge your stomach. Are you ready? Feels like I better be. I'm moving away. I think we'd best be a bit more careful with any gold artifacts we find amongst the Cinder Claws. Let's just devote a bag to any gold we find around here. Another fortitude save. Fourteen. So the fourteen, as you guys talk, this pit seemed to get a bit worse. You're gonna take six more poison damage, and you're sick into two. Oh, about that charcoal. Can I do anything for this, or does it take the full like ten minutes? Uh, I believe treating poison is not a full ten minute because it would be utterly pointless if yeah. it was. But we'll look it up later. So give me a medicine check. Uh, nineteen. Uh, with a 19. I guess it's I mean, against the DC yeah. of the poison. Yeah. You figure, honestly, with something like arsenic, really, truly, just getting him, getting it out of his system as soon as possible. Like, memes aside, the actual charcoal purge probably not the best way to handle this. So, you go ahead and make another fortitude save with a plus two bonus for his assistance. I actually get plus four. Oh, plus, you have a thing for that? Okay, yep. plus four then. Great. Uh, plus four, that goes to a 29. And uh, with a 29, that's going to critically succeed. With Ver's assistance, though you're still going to feel a bit ill, it's going to do no further harm or damage to you. And uh, Arcadis, Arcadis, don't worry about it. We go over three on all these things all the time. Clearly, we literally have three plus on the screen for two of our players right now who have way too many things. So uh, I will absolutely take a fourth villain point. <laughs> Edaware, love the RP in the morning. Have a coffee point. Your RP and he gives it to me. Oh, I love it. I love chat. You guys are the best. Team we effort. love you so much. Right, team effort. Could you go back to sleep for me? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no. I, I couldn't have done it without you. Could have done it without you. Team effort. Team effort. I think five was the cap we ended up putting on these because we don't want to limit you guys being able to redeem No, things. five becomes a big coin. Five's a big What did we say? Seven? Where did we put it before? We didn't have a cap. We didn't have a cap. Really. Have a cap. We only had to invent it That's what the big coin was for. Yeah, we, li- we had to invent one because Brent <laughs> literally would not spend hero points. So I'm pretty sure it's seven or eight. I can't remember. Um, so. It's at least ten. I really wanted to spend some of that last fight, but I'm feeling the spellcaster problem. I don't roll any dice. You guys just all made saves against that guy. He should start punching us. I was waiting to use one on a will save, but I kept rolling okay. Um, he should have used him on trying to yank that arrow out of his leg. He might have gotten free but sooner. It was too funny for him to fail. That. <laughs> it's a DC it's my 10. With, yeah, he rolled in that one. I so. know. Like, it's too funny sometimes when he fails. But anyway, thank you. 
Sometimes you just gotta leave a one on the table. Wow. Okay. Well, we inspired Chad. We made a mistake here, clearly. Uh, because along with that, if three dots, the three isn't the cap. Why not have another one? Good point, Sam Fox Ten. Good point. Wait, was that five? Uh, that's five. You get a big coin. Oh, get a big coin. Although you get all the dark coins yourself, so you don't really have to. Uh... I, but I want a big coin. You should take that big coin and wear it like a medallion, and never spend it. I get the big ol' I get the Fumbus five piece. I get the cool campaign coin here. And uh okay, seriously, five's enough though, please stop. I have enough villain points now. The cap is seven, he said it himself. So that I could too have big coin. Okay, well while we're doing currency exchanges here, why don't you give me those and I will give you another giant Monsters and Money Changers. Yes. The new edition. The Chungus. A, the Chungus. Why are we edition? just playing War for the Crown again? Are we going to start discussing like the, Taxes, the finer points yes. of mm. tax law? I mean, along with philosophy, I suppose it would work out. It yes. totally give me another one, though, so I have six. You <laughs> <laughs> said not going to sleep again. This is just getting interesting. The cap The cap is seven, so every every time you give him one past seven, it's just wasted. It's I gone. Stack. It's not a caster, so I can do stuff to you. Anyway. With the arsenic problem figured out, the group of you are able to rest easily enough with another one of these strange tainted gold objects. Uh, you have an alchemist's kit now. I do. So you could, if you wanted to before you go to sleep, make an attempt to kind of cleanse the, if you want to cleanse the Do I have well. to melt it down to do that, or can I just do it through? You do have to destroy the insignia to do that. Oh, man, then we, we lose credit for one of them. What do you guys think? It's gold, do it. I, I mean, it's a pretty nifty-looking insignia, though. I don't know. I, I mean... like the idea of one day throwing a 50-pound bag of symbols at some head priest. So I vote we keep it. For we now. we don't need this one. We got we got lots more. This one's money. Well, it's yeah, but not... it can be money later. Yeah, it right can now be money later. At the moment, it's it, it's it's worth rep. So I yeah. think we should just keep it the way it is for now. We no can always melt it down too later. Too bad. I, I, do we have? Oh, we don't have any wax. I could coat it in. Separate bag, just put it in a separate yeah, bag. Yeah, we're just gonna devote a small bag to any gold we find here. Yeah. All right, so we have ended up inspiring some kind of a hero point war. Right here. <laughs> so, with two points to Rur hey. and two points to Dalred. Nice! Putting you both up to three, so everyone just has a gazillion rerolls here. Where's from? All four of them are from Arcadis. Yep. Oh my wow. god. Arcadis, our Arcadis man. is just high rolling it in the Paizo points here. Leftover latent PaizoCon energy. Mm. Thank you for those. Thank you, thank you. Here comes the money! <laughs> you all rest for the evening. Uh, and of note, there the dragon priest wouldn't have had a whole lot more on him that was actually of particular interest other than if he wanted his garb. It is functionally still just leather armor, and it is quite small, but it is much more shamanistic, covered in these uh, bones, these skulls, these almost fetishes. We could, like, disguise Rur as a Cinderclaw if they ever had to. However, unlike most of the rest of the Cinderclaws, or most of the Chiruka, at least, who wield a sickle and a whip, this one actually had a standard straight sword. Uh, almost a bastard sword, almost a hand and a half. Almost comically large for how big he is. Where did he get this? He didn't. He never drew it, so it may very well be some kind of ceremonial icon to them. Uh, but at this point, Resme would honestly have no difficulty identifying the lesser potency and the striking runes hmm. embedded into its hilt. So you would also get a uh, plus one striking longsword. Okay. Oh yeah, uh, I completely forgot about it at the time, but that spear that they left in the, the quiche's body, would it have showed up as magical at all? 
Uh, it would not. Oh, yeah, it would, it would, it would, sorry. Yeah, what um, was oh, yeah, that? We took that, didn't we? Also would have been a plus one striking spear. Long spear. Plus one striking long spear. It just, we completely glazed over it, but, like... We got excited <laughs> role-playing. We, we got, got very, yeah, it. we got very excited. So you, uh, you would have required a few new magical weapons recently. And the Destro Nets, I feel left out. Hashtag rare. <laughs> and hashtag Darn to make things even. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. We are sitting on you Mount see, when you Hero acknowledge them, they start feeding you. See, the problem is even with the five coin system, I still hold on. I, I need don't you to have any coins. I need you to give me one more so I can use a five coin. I don't have any more five coins. I, I have, have to. I have I have Amazon. I'm just gonna order more coins. Oh, we got we gems. got these these we got fumbus, substitutes. These fumbus coins. They came from Pyzo. Right, no, hold on. Give me the gold gem. We'll make I'll that four. Oh my oh, god, the ones I 3D printed. Oh, we could. Use, wait, we're gonna have to switch to the 3D printed tokens. Oh. We're, so, gonna to, we're, we're gonna need to get some spray paint. We're gonna have paint. to use those yep. as fibers, I guess. Here I've got in the ten of those out in the thing. I can go grab. Them. If we need to go get more, okay, we'll run out and grab them. But yeah, we got these from Pizocon. They gave these out at the banquet. It was super. Cool. <laughs> so I only have the two because it was only me and Brynn that were there. Anyway, we wake up. The system up. might be slightly flawed. Do we need to roll to wake up? Wait, he actually no, did Espes give is, one more. Holy Espes crap! always takes last watch. He will wake you up. Okay, this gave another one. He said resume. Res make it five. <laughs> okay, Res make I it appreciate a, that. A uh, golden gem instead for her. I was my five. last coin. That was like cannot. It's completely empty now. There's nothing in my mimic. I have four. I don't nothing in my mimic. The mimic has been emptied of money. Oh, Kados is sad and hungry, and we need to dump all of oh. our hero points in the next encounter. Okay. It could happen. Before anyone else gives us any more hero points, <laughs> quick, quick, you all rest. Quick, sleep before we get more hero points. Wait, we don't have to roll those. You all what? A random encounter. Oh yeah, give me a flesh Roll Friends a one. Roll a one. Mine? Roll a one. Yeah. Can you heal me before we go to sleep? Then? Yeah, I could blow uh, another 12. spell on you. Thank you. You would uh, sleep safely through the night. Fortunately, having nothing more come upon you as you rest. Thirty-seven. Perfect. And the next morning, you would be awakening. Ready to take this last leg of the journey here, up to this cliffside, to find this temple that the angel had pointed out for you. Now, Renali, with her ability to gotta go fast, could certainly head out a little ahead of you to scout one of these two further hexes if you so wished. Or she could prepare a camp while you guys go investigate the temple. Okay. Perhaps we should have her scout because we can probably just use the temple's fortification as a camp. As shelter. Necessary. Yeah, that's an excellent scout idea. Scout down the river. Yeah, that's an excellent idea. Unless it's haunted. We've got the continue down the river theory. Haunted. You don't believe in ghosts? Well, I mean, certainly I would be a fool to not believe in ghosts. I've seen them in recent times, actually. Do you think there are people who don't believe in ghosts in Galarian where there are literally ghosts that kill people pretty regularly? Well, apparently atheists say, exist in Galarian. atheists. <laughs> so, <laughs> where the gods literally walk the earth, so no, I don't know. Not, not quite, they so literally. I mean, even Irori doesn't really think Iomade is a real god, so I mean. I don't believe in trees. Even the deities not. Apparently not. <laughs> even the deities don't really believe it. As you leave the gently smoldering jungles behind you, for another day of adventure. You head onward up to find this temple, whatever it is, to just see what it is that's going on up here. For what it matters, I'm not prepping show the way or wanderer's guide today, because we know where we're going. Yeah, you're going, when you're going exactly 10 I'm months. bringing heroism. So as you journey forth, having kind of left this sloped 
rocky section of land, this little bit of treeless expanse, and meandered off away to the west from you. Uh, but it winds its way back around to meet you once more as you journey through the day, ending in a fairly large cliff. Uh, bef it, it starts out only, well, a moderately sized cliff, about 20 to 30 feet tall. But you can see the land near the river uh, doesn't so much drop away as it gently sinks down and this cliff rises up to a pretty commanding 70, 80 feet up above. So you're thinking it better probably to get up on top of it before you face a ridiculous climb for no reason. Mm. You walk along this ridge for the remainder of the afternoon, finally having a, a clear day with no rain and no heavy winds blowing through. As you travel along this overgrown ridgeline, this just bare stone facing out towards the river to the south, you come upon a very overgrown temple much as the angel, much as Ezekiel had said later in the afternoon. The temple, interestingly enough, is actually built into the cliffside itself uh, with a trio of separate balconies extending out into the air over the edge of it to this, on the southern side. Hmm. Uh, and several triangular openings in the stone walls, maybe once were windows of some sort, uh, have been filled in with thickly packed clay. Hmm. Uh, there's a lot of adornments, carvings around the outside of the temple that keep it all, none of it's a, really a flat stone face at all. Nearly the whole thing is inscribed with something, but they're all fairly badly damaged. It's difficult to tell what much of it was. There are some figures visible and space throughout it's mostly, they seem almost like androgynous butterfly winged figures. Almost like oversized fairies hmm. scribed into the sides of the temple. Well, the thing is, the or thing... maybe whoever built the temple was just really, really small. This is what fairies look like to them. I guess the perspective is a hell of a drug, so maybe. Uh, regardless, the thing is pretty imposing in its just raw size. It's probably about 50 feet wide set onto the edge of the cliff itself. And hmm. though it's been nearly overrun by the jungle vegetation, it still seems to be seated quite firmly on the edge of the cliff itself. Those, uh, that the clay packed into the windows, that just looked like the jungle kind of washed that in there, or does that look like someone deliberately went and blocked the openings? Oh, uh, it looks like a person on top of the cliff here. It's difficult to tell. It looks like it's really been there for so long mm. that it's almost as much a part of the walls as the stone. Okay. And without like a real good inspection, it'd be, it's not, not, it's not notable at a glance, right? Okay. Uh, so as you, Circle around this temple towards the front. Uh, you can see that it has a couple just wide awnings, arched entryways, pointed out on the right and the left sides, before a grand front entrance set atop a, a semicircle of flat, low steps, and only rise up a few inches among the earth around it. Standing in front of what must have been a pretty impressive doorway in its time, you see a familiar figure. How did he beat us here? Lord Thaddeus Stoutmore is standing about on the bottom of the steps, around 10 feet from the doorway, is it doorway itself, peering in with a torch in hand. I'm going to turn him into a tree. It's mid-afternoon. It's still bright outside. The torch is providing exactly zero light that the sun isn't giving down already. A good adventure must be prepared. 
Must be prepared for any situation. All the windows are caved in. And as he turns and sees the group of you, ah! Cheerio, admirers! I advise you caution. Perhaps stay back for now. I've set this temple to blow. You've set it to blow? Well, of course. It's a forgery. I don't know what hooligans came down here and set this up, I assume, to discredit my recent writings, but it doesn't belong here. This is nonsense. It's oh, nonsense. It's a temple that's been built into the in, into the cliffside. You think someone came here and built it? Like, specifically in response to your research? The archaeological politics are very deep, and these rivalries run fierce, young lad. Roldan, you do good to know this. I can't imagine that you ever come up against such true adversity in your own life. So it's difficult to imagine, but with the fame I bear on my shoulders by the day, there are many who would see my downfall, even at their own great expense. Well, Lord Stoutmore, let me be the first to say that I understand you're doing your best to protect your reputation, but that this building is built into a cliff face, and if you are to explode it, you very well could catch us all in a landslide, burying us in the riverbed. Ah, pish posh. I've done all the calculations myself, spent most of the morning making sure I have this rigged up well enough. Yes, 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 yes. Lord I think so. Stoutmore. Take out a water skin, and I'm just going to walk over to the powder and just well, if, douse if you, it. If you if you step toward him, hold a hand up and put the torch down towards a literal line of black powder, like Wiley e. Coyote style. <laughs> now, before he can do that, I'm casting shockwave. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> let the DM t- or let the GM talk. Says, uh, no, no, no. Stay back. It's dangerous. I'll, I'll be safe exactly right here, but even a few feet to either side, you may face... I wouldn't want to see any harm come upon you on my behalf. Now, simply take a few steps back. I was just admiring the scenery for a moment. It's quite a well-done work before I, you know, remove this nonsense from the landscape. Shockwave. <laughs> Stoutmort. If you're going to start casting a spell, he's going to put the torch down. So you guys are going to need to... Roll initiative. Roll <laughs> some initiative, because he doesn't know what you're doing. But you seem, for some reason, very vested in stopping him from purifying the area. Okay, I so wonder why. Here's Arcadius's first hero point. Yeah, actually, I'll, I'll toss one in as well. This is kind of important. <laughs> the things we consider important here. Yeah, so not exploding different. our adventure, please. Well, I doubled my roll. That was important. Everyone gets a plus one. Fingers crossed. Alrighty. Where's my? 28. Buford? 32. Asbus? 22. Rur? 31. And Darren? 22. Who wants to go first? You can go first. Okay. Esmus is more concerned with shooting Stoutmore than he is trying to stop the thing. <laughs> Just like, all right, cool. <laughs> I get to shoot you. I was going to use one of uh, my villain points as well. He was one of the ones from Edward, as I have two from him. And let me take yours down as well, because you guys have each just spent some as well. Who spent one just now? A lot of things just happened. Ruined already. Yep. I love the trail. <laughs> Clearly visible. Much better. Uh, math, math, math. Math, not even once. Maybe 33. God damn it. <laughs> can I, can I appropriate halfling icon. luck you to re roll that? <laughs> you cannot know. Because he already re rolled it with a villain point. So, yeah. Stoutmore, 
Those drops. aren't fortune. Those are misfortune. Stoutmore drops his torch down the black powder. <laughs> it catches immediately. And you see this flame start to fairly quickly work its way down the line. And he reaches back. And thinks for a second and reaches down and grabs his whip. He's like, now, now, I don't know if you rascals have come on Bilbo's behalf, but I won't have any more of this. Did he send you? Is this all with the shrinking totems? Is this all a farce? And he seems to be holding the whip uh, at the ready to stop any of you from coming to prevent this from happening. So... <laughs> Buddy. Well, I figure that's how all the history books get written, so I'll just... Uh stand here that seems i mean if, it, if it's a sabotage i don't want to get in the way of sabotage you know he's just doing right by himself right. sure. how fast does it look like it's burning uh well i mean it's not like it's not an instant flash that's at the end but it's yeah, this going... is this is not debt cord where just... yeah no it's it's going relatively quickly uh, you ever seen muppet treasure island Scooby yeah. <laughs> I assume it's not very fast. It looks like it's going to take it a, a good like 30 seconds to reach the back of the temple here. It's burning probably about 10 feet around. Just going down. And these are just like bushes, right? Yes, this is all just... Uh, well, there are large trees around in front of bushes and whatnot. Yeah, you're not particularly inhibited for movement anywhere. I'm just going to run up to Stoutmore. Because it looks like that's about 25 feet. As you get right about here, he cracks the whip out at you, uh, aiming down, lashing it down around your feet. Um, and this is going to be against your port DC, as it is a trip attempt. He is going to come on with a 23. Just barely enough, actually. Uh, and he's going to bring you down, knock you prone, and he does it with such force impressive force that you're actually gonna take 11 slashing damage as he pulls it back into his hand now now i apologize chap but a bilbo's sent you i'll have you know that vandal's been up my arse for decades trying to discredit my work stay back well i was trying to do this nicely by talking to you to your face like a man i say as i'm standing up and you whip the only individual here looking to talk to you face to face. And I'm just going to walk past him over to just past the door and- So you're like catching up, well, yeah, uh, no, it's like a stand up this three actions. So you're running up to the fire. Yeah, over to where it roughly is. Resme. Um, Resme will um, drop in this. <laughs> so you disappear. And I'm going to run over as close to uh, where the thing is as I can get. And if I can put it out, I will. Well, that's three actions. That's to get fine. There. So you and her are both kind of running after this. Dalren. All right. Use, I guess Mr. Iconic Slayer Man for Thaddeus because I don't have any great for him. Don't you dare insult our man. I'll talk to you later recklessness, honestly, and just sprint past him, leap over Rur, catch up to the running to, to, to the running thing, and slash my leg through the line of black powder ahead of it. You gotta be kicking it aside, the burning just comes to a stop as the black powder's been sprayed around, sputtering a bit at some of the dust and stopping entirely. 
His torch still just sitting on the ground burning as he turns around watching the group of you. You're so dedicated to this. You are Bilbo's henchman, aren't you? Absolute recklessness. I've never seen anything of the sort. So desperate to preserve previous... You should build upon your work, not destroy other things you find. So you can see as you come into the temple here, this black powder line heads through the middle of the structure, through a pillared central chamber, around uh, what appears to be a small round (laughs) dais where it splits into three forks, leading to three black powder kegs that he has wedged down into various spots of rubble at different points on the middle balcony, extending out over the cliff. Excellent. Is this out of initiative now? On the dais, Uh, I don't know, that's entirely up to him. (laughs) Okay. There there are plenty of uh, overgrowth and whatnot around. Uh, this place is very everywhere. Yeah, the temple's got vines and shrubs crawling all up around it. Okay. Hunt prey. <laughs> Good, thank God. Take cover and just and hide for free. Not, I'm just let him just let him just watch me disappear and just if he tries anything stupid, then I'm gonna do it. But if he's not, I'll hold off. Okay, so that's a 32. 32. You duck into the bushes, disappearing for a moment. And he turns around, reaches out with his whip, and seeing the group of you, he's like, I'll not stand for this. I've worked too hard. And lashes down with his whip toward Resme's feet. He's invisible. Oh, you're invisible, right. So So he's just going to move on by then. He's going to move on into the room. And unless you're going to attempt to stop him. I am. Well, I can't. Can I? Can I shoot him? I mean, you... I mean, if, if he runs through her square... Hunt hides two act- oh, hunt hides I, two have, I have four stealth. I get to take cover and hide for free. Right, it's, but it's you only need two one. ready in action. Oh, it's two ready. Okay, thank you. If he runs through my square, isn't there something I can Does do? Does he actually... Well, he'd actually run into Yeah, he wouldn't Yeah, it's like, are you attempting to stop him? Yes. All right, so as he runs into whatever it is, he... Stop, stop, you hooligans. He's saddled you with scrolls. Nonsense. And just swings with a, with a hand wildly into the square. Just punching out at whoever the heck is in front of him, blocking him here. All right, so let me get the 50 50 because you're totally invisible. Uh, I wish I was the attack roll. It wasn't the attack roll, unfortunately, but we'll take it. Uh, so he's going to make the 50 50. And that's going to be the cash in Bitcoin. Ooh. Ooh. Fred Oxtu gave me that one some time ago, leaving me with four villain points. And he is going to punch you for a 37. Uh, that will critical me. It is fortunately just a fist, so it is non-lethal. But he is a fairly stout man with a pretty manly left hook. And he's gonna punch you for 16 bludgeoning damage. And I need you to make me a fortitude save. Ow. Uh, sure. Uh, it's gonna be a session reroll. <laughs> the last of the silver coins returns to me. That's much better. Uh, that's a 23. I was waiting, 23. You are going to be stunned one by the force of his blow. And then he is going to attempt to make the check to move through you, which I believe is against your reflex save. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, 28. 
Yeah, 21 your DC, so yeah. he can get past. He gets past. He's going to move by, and as he does, whip in one hand, he reaches up with his other and draws his blunderbuss up and just aims it at the powder kegs <laughs> at the southern end of the temple. Mind you, is the last warning you'll get. I advise you leave. About to get unsafe. Buddy. So how much do we care about this temple? <laughs> um, I guess I will also try and I'll uh, I'll sprint into the room and try and grapple him. So he pulls out a gun. Oh, I'm gonna light his ass up. <laughs> He's just gonna run up. Yes, fire mm-hmm. in the room of black powder. That's what we um, need. Later. So that's a uh, 32 grapple. So you grab hold of him. And uh, why why exactly are we fighting here? I'm 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 confused. Thought you would have been a bit more protective of the temple the angel showed us to. Because he found it, not because it's like his home or anything. Do you, you want to do anything with your last action here? I guess I'll shield just. Right. <laughs> I'm going to walk over beside Stoutmore, and I'm going to cast command. By Saren Ray's light, give me that gun and leave. Alright. Gonna get a 15. He fails. <laughs> That's two actions he has to perform. Okay. You got one action left? No, I moved. Oh, you, where'd you move? To oh, beside him. I'm, I'm like, give me the gun and leave. Rest <laughs> me. Uh, how far away am I from the powder kegs? A little over 30 feet. Um, how many are there again? Uh, looks like you you can see three of them, because the black powder lines are pretty clearly leading directly to them. But they are tucked up under a lot of the rubble. They're not really, like, out in plain sight. If it wasn't for the black powder line leading up to them, it'd <laughs> be pretty hidden. I got it. Um, that's a lot bigger than a line. That's like multiple kegs worth of powder just laid out yes, across the... Yes, it's a lot of black powder. <laughs> a lot of black powder. I don't powder. know where he got all of this powder. He is a very resourceful man. It's either under his hat or... Uh, oh, I guess he did have a raft. He might have had the barrels down there. No, he said he made the raft. Um, Even still. Yeah. All he right. Um, <laughs> in that case, I'm going to... Um, create water. Okay. And I'm going to try to get as much of the powder wet as I possibly can. So you can, with that spell, definitely dump some on the, the intersection of these black powder lines so that it's soaked all across the middle where they connect. Right. Uh, then I will... Still invisible. Um, and I'm going to make my way around over toward the barrel so that if he tries anything, I can be there to intercept him. 25? Uh, yeah. Okay, so he's already grabbed. Um, it, it might be we, we just need some we, we need some Calmont treatment here. I'm thinking. Uh, hogtied. I've never I've never hogtied someone as big as him, but he isn't threatening me at the moment, and because uh, he's trying to aim a ranged weapon. Um, so. Uh, Yes, yes. Uh, I'm afraid this is the only way negotiations are going to move forward, I think. Um, and I'm going to unshoulder my rope, and I'm going to try to tie him up while Buddy's got him grabbed. All right, make me an athletic check. 
whatever hero points were worth spending. Destronet, thank you. Saving a random temple we know nothing about. Yo, <laughs> nothing about. But High if, value. Chances are, if this guy things. wants to blow it up, <laughs> it's important. <laughs> it's important. Hey, there we go. That's a 29. Uh, so 29 will succeed in letting you grab a hold of him as well, but it's definitely not going to be enough for you to get him tied up. Okay. Uh, so I'm, we're, I'm just wrestling with him. Can I at least make it so that he can't make a shot this turn, or is there, there's no real no mechanical way to do that, I don't think. With two of you grappling him, it would he can't do anything two-handed, uh, which would be pretty tough to load and fire a blunderbuss here. Okay. Because he just pulled it off his back and leveled it. You have, you did have he craft, not carry right? it? Maybe a craft check. Yeah, did he not carry it loaded? It's a black powder blunderbuss. You can't carry that. You literally can't. What's your craft check? That's a uh, 25. That's surely not loaded. Like, this this is an initial bluff here. It's not physically possible to carry a black powder blunderbuss loaded with the haft up on his shoulder. Okay, okay. Good, this good. is a show of you better stop right now. It's not ready to fire. Okay, okay. Well, he certainly panicked us into action, that's <laughs> for sure. All right. Uh, it had so the I, opposite effect he intended. So he moved past me. I, actually, I, I think I started my turn there. So I just, right there. I just grabbed him. Yeah, that was just my action. Just one action just to grab him. All right. Um, let's go for a demoralize then. Uh, I'm just going to say, like, you are not about to go. Look, there's two ways you can do this. You can back off and let us confirm these supposed findings before you annihilate them. Or we can bear witness to a very suspicious action on your part. Uh, that's a 20. Uh, with a 20, seems a little distracted, focused on Rur, not particularly frightened. Fair enough. Um, that's about all I can really think of doing at the moment. Espes? I'm just going to prepare an action. If he does anything hostile, then I'm going to shoot him with Hunted Shot. Okay. Well, you can only ready one action. It is uh, one action. Oh. That's the uh, ignore. Oh, cover. hunted shot. I thought yeah. those things are hunted shot. Yeah, not the hunter's aim, but yeah, okay. the, hunt, the actual hunted shot. So, so, firstly, uh, Lord Stoutmore is immediately going to attempt to break free from the pair of you, trying to just force you back off of them. You vile ruffians! I'll have no more of this. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mucker. And he does have to spend. I'll have no more of this. Much better. Uh, which will end us with a 29. Uh, what's that versus? Four, uh, Four. Athletics DCs, actually. No, athletics DCs, uh, mine's 24. Mine's also 24. The whole pushed both of you off of him, and then turned to Rur, hold the gun out. Sorry, sir. <laughs> turn and just walk away out of the temple. We'll to, uh, about the doorway before he stops. This vile magic! <laughs> around and just lash out with the randomly towards one of the two of you that is the closest, which is he, gonna be Dalren. He can't. He already drop. took his action. Break drop. it. Oh. Drop. But that will provoke uh, from you, I suppose. Okay. Alright, so. Shot one. Uh, is a 28. 28 will hit. That's not gonna feel good in this tuchus. And second shot. Shooting Lord Daddy Stelmore. What were you gonna tell Valia? Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, he went over the cliff. We tried to save him. And the second shot is a thirty-one. Thirty-one's also gonna hit. You can only ready those. It's a hundred shot. shot. It's two shots. It's two shots for one action. Oh, you can ready. It's kind of like you can ready that a flurry. Was like flurry of blows, which is a two-action thing. No, flurry blows is also, also one action. action. 
You can definitely also ready for you. You had fast monk legs. You played a monk. In the last week. <laughs> it's been a while since I played a monk. It's oh, last week. Saturday. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> Look, you already said it was a thousand years ago. Yeah. He's got a point. Ooh. Uh, so <laughs> feast and famine. Yeah, it is definitely feast and famine on both sets there. Um, so he'll take a total of 24 damage, just one arrow in each cheek. Oh my god. The Tukas has cheeks. been <laughs> penetrated. To him. Uh, he jolts back almost as he lashes forth his whip. Without that being knocked to skill. And a whip is going to flick towards Dalren for a 32. 32 will just hit. And he'll um <laughs> And he'll 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 kind of feel like do I really want to murder all these people out here in the jungle? I don't know. That seems I could have them like singing accolades about me as they walk away. I don't know. You ruffians! Hand me Betsy and let me finish this. He does a uh, stops and cracks the whip back into his hand. The last warning! The actual last warning this time for serious! <laughs> <laughs> I've about had enough of this clown. So, uh... Oh, my arse! Yeah, sorry. What? <laughs> Where did these arrows come from? Yeah, sorry about that. That, uh, you know, we should really Ooh. be talking about this. This whole fighting thing Ooh. is uh, really getting out of hand here. And I'll wait. All right, Rick. So, I'm now holding what is aptly named Betsy. Right? Yes. I'm gonna you look at it. Going. How far away is the cliff? <gasps> uh, well, no! to the back of the temple over here. No, are, are we at the bottom? This no, this balcony top. down here at the southern end. So the cliff is on the other side of the temple. Yeah, the cliff's the southern end of the temple. You walked around it to the entrance. So, about two move actions away from you. <laughs> oh, even I'm not that heartless. <laughs> I think you know what I'm doing. What are you doing, Rare? I'm going over to the edge and I'm holding it over and looking at him. Can I ready a free action with one action? No. You can't. Because if he comes at me at all, I could just let go. I only one action left. And I'm going to hold it out over the cliff and I'm going to say, Stoutmore, sit down and talk about this or Betsy goes bye bye. And I reckon I'm going to roll Intimidator Diplomacy. Uh, give me an intimidate. That's definitely a threat. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's a 20. Total of 20. <laughs> yeah, total of 20. He does not seem... Sweet. He knows I'm not joking, but he's not afraid. Resme. <laughs> Resme gets this wondrous look in her eye, like, Oh, that's fabulous! And uh, she's going to... Uh, Minimus, and shrink item, uh, one of the barrels, and walk over and grab it and put it in her pocket. That's like ten actions. No, it's so... not. Shrink item is two actions. Okay. So the three and you can walk shrink over. it. And then walk I walk over. over. That's fine. So you shrink. You actually things. shrunk it. Nice. Oh my god! It's so tiny. Down to an incredibly <laughs> tiny size. <laughs> I love it. Oh, Argonfort is so okay. cool. And head over toward it. While you're invisible, I think. Yes. 
I haven't taken well, yeah, any. That's not you're, hostile. You're, that's not you're hostile. You one, actually, so you can shrink it right now, but you can't start moving. That's fine. Oh, yeah. That, but, uh, I have, but I have not taken. Yeah, but you've shrunk the keg to a very tiny keg. I see. Um, look, we're not going to let you destroy this place until you've had plenty of time to investigate it. Uh, regardless of what you think that these... That, that this who built this here to discredit you. This is an active war zone. We have to actually investigate this place to see if it's being used. This is our this is our job here. You not you are interfering with it at this moment. You advise you to stop. If you want to blow it up after we leave, that's entirely up to your purview. Here's the plan, Here's your three. Uh, you're pleading with them for a turn. Uh, rush diplomacy. Hey, that's a 16. Which is what I rolled. Look, Ralden, Bilbo's hooligan, whatever you are, I'll have none of this. I've done my investigations to determine this temple is a farce, and there's nothing to be learned from it that can't be learned from proper scholarly articles like those I publish. Nothing here is even true. Now move. Now we have to engage in triple missile. Husband. Uh, I'll take cover and hide as one action, and I will ready another hunted shot. Just if he, if he already another hunted shot if he goes to like physically attack Rur. Okay, because after Rur specifically. Yeah, if he goes after Rur specifically, gone. then yeah. So I just I quick. Actually, he did... you fall, you just fall no. over. Just I just kind of like hmm. <laughs> tried to hide, tried to take cover and hide, and just kind of like wiggle, stumble a little bit. Just. He's gonna step forward to uh, Dolren, trying to talk to him whip in hand, and seeming to be more interested in sending a message now, just cracks down at Dalren with his whip. He is going to strike you for a 32. A 32? Uh, that will uh, land solidly. And again, he will still feel this kind of niggling in the back of his head. These could really be people to sing him accolades. As he cracks it, he pulls it back again. Ah! Be gone from my path! Vandal, you'll interfere no further. I just punches Dalren in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Deciding to go with the less lethal approach here. For a twenty-nine. At twenty-nine, uh, it will uh, it will connect. He studied with the queen's boxing. He knows how to swing. You could throw a damn punch. You yes, can't take eight damage. All right. I need a fortitude save. He knocks your monocle off, it's all over. It was just gonna say, oh, that's a 25. Uh, well, a 25, he almost staggered for a moment, but you are a barbarian. He's got a meaty punch, but you hold firm. Maybe it's the, uh, my, my, my head will be, have rolled with the punch until my action. Buddy. Uh, no, seriously, sir, uh, <laughs> you could just not do what you're doing and we could just say i don't want to see what's the problem here we literally only need this place for like 20 minutes and then we'll be out of your hair it's only a it's only a nine it's only a nine nine on the die nine on the sheet look i dare say you're on over your heads here. i don't know why bilbo's chosen this rag of uh, this this ragged lot of vagabonds to enact his sabotage here, but I'll have none of this. So be stand aside, return to your homes, and have uh, just wash your hands of this matter. Bilbo's a crook and a crack. You serve nobody here but him, and his interests are vile. Rare. He doesn't even seem to, like, notice you over there. He's 
I mean, Crazy that's perfectly spirit. fine with me. I'm gonna put the gun behind this statue. <laughs> okay. So I'm I'm just gonna put it down back there, and um, hell, I'm not even gonna take the time to move. I'm going to just toss it over behind the statue. Okay. And then I'm gonna walk over to the first powder keg, and I'm just gonna scoop up this the really little tiny one. This little tiny. I just put it in my pocket. <laughs> you have a tiny powder keg. Rur is a you tiny have, powder keg. I don't know what you're talking about. Resume. That's Rur's stage name. Um, tiny powder keg. Resume's going to walk over to uh, the second powder keg and cash rank item. And uh, once again, this thing is. Yeah. Dollar <laughs> So would these be grenades if we could like throw them or whatever? I mean, dude, we're just gonna no, have once, no, no, it's great. We throw them and then they, ex they expand to full size and then they, so it's really like and then little... they get hit with a hundred pound barrel of my <laughs> No, they then off. I cast fireball. <laughs> Double fireball. Uh, Zoran's gonna come back up, his monocle barely <laughs> hanging on. He's going to look at Stoutmore. Sir, I think we may have we may have reached the limit of our diplomacy. And Dalren is just going to throw a punch right back in his chin. Do you quarrel with me, sir? Why I do? <laughs> uh, that's a 24. Uh, with a 24, he's going to duck back and just pack your hand barely to the side as it passes and put his fists up, almost bouncing. Oh, is it fisticuffs then? Is that what we'll have? It seems to be. <laughs> a little dance of pugilism. A little dance of pugilism, and uh, yes, no. Uh, so I'll, uh, I, I'll actually, I'll go for a hook here, and um, no, actually, the, the the monocle will actually just finally pop off. Uh, oh, lightning fist, as, go! Uh, the lightning channels down uh, into the fist, uh, and he'll go for a straight taser punch. Oh no! It's not bad. Uh, that's uh, let's see. The lightning adds speed to the fist. He can't block it. Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Uh, you'll just barely catch him. Um, and, uh, the it seems like for as annoying of a human being as he is, he can fight pretty well. He's quite capable. Um, well, no striking runes on my punches. <laughs> so let's see. Ah, I rolled a three, and we'll add um, fists are agile, aren't they? Yeah, yes. Okay, only fists nine lightning like, damage. Fists have like six or oh, seven different tags. So many and actually, that means that that was one point higher, but I still had him anyway, so it didn't matter. You can also make them non-lethal just because. Uh, Actually, I, they, think, I think they're non-lethal regardless. Yeah, you have to be a monk for them to As do this. At this point, I'm just... <laughs> Dalton's just boxing. I'm <laughs> just, <laughs> just going to let it happen. I mean, I'm not even going to bother hiding. I'm not going to bother hiding. Like, I'll, ready, I'll keep, continue to ready the same action over and over again, which is if he, like, really goes for broke, like, drawing weapons and whatnot to, like, go lethal, then I'll start fighting, but otherwise... He doesn't look like he has anything other than, like, a little knife at his side that you'd use, and like, just, just a knife. Like, it's... An all for surviving in the jungle, tool. less than for a weapon. The only weapons he seemed to have visibly were the whip and the gun. The gun that's way over there, and the whip that's... He's looking like he's gonna drop on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, then I'm just... I'm, I'm My whole turn, I'm just watching, just... Okay. <laughs> This is happening. He, he just, he doesn't drop his whip. He quickly notches it back in his belt and puts his fists up. Well then, ha-ha! I'm just <laughs> <laughs> um, That's going to be a 36. Uh, 36 uh, will critical, because Dalren's, Dalren's stance gets lazy when he's <laughs> raging. 
Uh, I guess he would feel that tingling. <laughs> He's mad now. <laughs> okay. So now you're just so over here boxing each other, and Buddy is the I'm, dad. Right. I'm just watching Bob Barker beat the crap out of Happy Gilmore right now. <laughs> he's gonna hit you for 18. So drops to 10. With Buddy, uh, he's gonna pop you for 10, and I need you to make me a fortitude save. Uh, that's a 27. 27, you'll succeed. Had enough, you rascal! Pop. <laughs> 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 Wow. For uh, 17. You, you uh, know that, you want to use it. I really want to use it. Yeah. For 17. <laughs> uh, 17 this time, it just kind of catches on the shoulder with no impact as Dalwyn just kind of rolls with it. The most unlikely <laughs> combat in the history of unlikely combat. You think we get the fist fight in the bar, but no, it's actually it's a dilapidated the temple in the jungle. <laughs> with an explorer. <laughs> Buddy. And I'm going to step back and I'm going to be like, and Dalren goes for a left. And he misses. Oh! Dalren just wanted to punch the crap out of each other. And then the hook. Oh man, hook well, right to the jaw. You know, there just so happens to be another handy dandy grenade sitting on the ground, so I'm just going to walk over here. <laughs> pick up that. How do these keep happening? I don't know, it was really useful. Put it in my pocket. High five. And I'm going to guess Resme. Um, Resume's like, I really don't need three of these. Um, Did you say that out loud? Yeah. You are right next to him. We absolutely need three of these. <laughs> Fine. I'll shrink item for the last time. <laughs> so shrink item is the greatest thing in the whole game. I don't care what you say. Dalren, in this corner. <laughs> The lightning barbarian. I mean, I was, I, I, I was, I, I don't know what's happening back here. I'm just really focused. <laughs> I just really want to punch him, uh, and and so uh, I'm, I'm gonna. He, the he's lightning actually... barbarian, the librarian. Oh. It's a reach, but it fits. Um, he'll actually duck down, to pop up, and actually come wide with a slap to try to catch him <laughs> in the side of the face. Just come up. <laughs> This doesn't register on an emotional level. Uh, I was thinking more of like the Ottoman slap, but yes, let's go with that. Let's see. Uh, I don't know. That's only a 20. That's a hero point. That is a hero point. That is a hero point. Yes, it is. We can't lose this. Ah. All right, that's less. That's uh, the 23, I think. 23? Little shoulder with his van braces. You'll see a little blast of electricity, and he grunts, but doesn't take much of it. Follow-up swing is less, and then fishing for 20s. I do not fish for 20s. That's this same thing. At this point, I'm just going to use three stride, three walking acts. What the heck, man? Screw <laughs> <laughs> you, turn. <laughs> I'm just going to actually just walk around them and just come in and just stand right next to Buddy. And just kind of like stand shoulder to shoulder while he commentates. Ooh, and you see that you see that he went for a haymaker, and that's never a good. That's and, never uh, good. He doesn't even seem to notice you coming by as he's focused. <laughs> ah, you're outclassed, Web. Pop. This is For a thirty-six. Uh, thirty-six will critical once again. Are you doing for actually more? You just let him fight. I'll just let him fight. I'm doing a great job commentating over here. <laughs> And are we going for a dude save? Sure. Oh, that's the last. That's uh, 18. With an 18, you are actually going to be stunned three. Whoa! By the force of this. And just, ha-ha! And then takes a hook around from the side. 
for a 28. Uh, 28 will hit normally. And you didn't roll damage for the first one, by the way. I know, I'm just going to do them all together if he's not Oh, sure, 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 sure. For simplicity's sake. And then the last one, the third one, is you're clearly reeling here. He just goes for uh, a quick uppercut to your chin. And this one for dinner! A 15. Uh, a 15. I, he, he, I've already stumbled away out Too of his Too far back. Chat, stop encouraging them. Hero <laughs> <laughs> point to the pugilist. Yes! From Shazper. Trying to keep Dalren loaded here. This is what feeding us points does. So that first manly left hook coming in for 20 damage. The second punch. Off the table. <sighs> Damn, you're yep. being feeble. Give it to me. Second punch coming in for ten. Ah, it kind of. Meanwhile, barely in the even felt I it. I assume that you pick up the rest of the kegs and what well, are you two you know, doing? You know, you know what I found over here. It's another tiny keg. I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> walk over here and pick it up and put it in my pocket. <laughs> oh, you, uh, you all can stop fighting now. No, 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 Dalrin's going on that. I got him on the edge here. Actually, uh, while uh, I'm doing that, I'm gonna pick up the gun. Okay, you have the gun and the tiny kegs on your pocket. Dalrin. Kind of like shake his head, oh, wait, you're hit side, green. and then get back into a guard. <laughs> Dalrin, Dalrin, Dalrin. You can put me back in, because I'm actually taking an action after this. Okay, 33. Uh, 33, uh, still a critical. I'm still a little woozy. My guard's slipping. Followed by a 31. Uh, a normal hit that time. Followed by an absolute whiff. As he's uh, not quite prepared for that one. As he capitalizes that first hit, a solid 14 damage. All right. And the second landing once more for seven. How are you looking? Uh, he's getting a little woozy, actually. Like, he's looking at maybe he's fighting a few Thaddeus Stoutmores <laughs> at the moment. All right, that would be Roar, would be before Dalren here. Do I need to roll another stun check? Oh, you're going to get two 14 saves. Two of them. Ooh, each one. Eight twice. Uh, that's a, a 17. You're stunned three on the first one. Okie dokie. Welcome to the second anyway, actually. Uh, I think. Stunned seven. I, that, 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 that's Stun does keep stacking, yeah. so. You didn't really roll it. Uh, that's a 19. Stunned uh, four. No, no, no. 20, 21. 21. Still stunned four. Okay. So, <laughs> rrr. Just... Like, Dalrens, if there was a ref, Dalrens, this fight would be right now. Like, <laughs> that did break the fight up at this point. I'm gonna Dalrens is no longer intelligently defending himself. <laughs> I'm gonna walk over to this pillar. And I'm just gonna channel a blessing of Saren Ray into Dalrens. <laughs> you can get him! You got this! The encouraging words of a Saren Ray priest. Yeah, yeah, it's still damage. The only thing non-lethal does different is if it's the blow that kills you, you're unconscious instead of dying. Okay. 6, 12, 14, 24, 38. 38. All right, pretty good. One turn for... for yeah, turn it's one turn of him, like, walloping me like no, a pinata. Still seemingly in a fury here. Um, oh, you want to you you take a turn? Go. I'm going to slow him. Okay. He's getting old. He doesn't quite have the gas he used the to have. Natural 20. <laughs> <laughs> He's too mad to be slow. He has no shits. And He's people a, fear his no shit giving. As he sees this, uh, sees this healing coming in here. He's like, no, no, knock that off, you intervener. We're having a manly bout. 
Uh, a 24, actually, on the first swing. Uh, a 24 will just land. The follow-up coming in with a 19. A 19? Uh, I think uh, the, the, the he's rolling with the, the punch drunkness at this point. He's and swaying unpredictably. A third hit coming back, rallying with a 29. Uh, 29, he'll, he'll, he'll actually sway into that one. All right, I need two saves. And you're going to take... Eight and then eight damage, so. Uh, 21, and that's probably another stun four, actually, because that's a that was a 16 on that last right. one. So you're currently stunned one. I'm going to go up to stun five. Four, so you're stunned five, so on your turn, you'll go on to stun two. Woo! And he, he kind of stops for a moment as you're just like... Nonsense. <laughs> 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 Is that all? Holy Is that all you got? <laughs> 35. <laughs> <laughs> Spin around, critical. Okay, okay, break for, it up, break it up. For 20 damage. Still keep my feet. <laughs> I'm like Rocky. Writes <laughs> his jacket there. We've had about enough of this. Where's Betsy and where are my kites? What's happening? What's going on? They're gone. What? What's happening? What's going on? You vandals, return my kites to me at once. Let me finish this mess. How about I light your beer on fire unless you leave? Young lady, now I was taught as a child never to hit a woman, but if you step to me as a man, I'll make an exception. Darling, if you come anywhere near me, I'm going to turn you into toast. Mm. I really won't even feel bad about it because you just beat up on my best friend. Ah. Oh, goodness gracious. That was a good fight. Uh, uh, really, uh, at, at this point. Is, am uh, I still raging? I, I, I don't know. He's kind of backed off me. That's up to you. He has stopped hitting you. He is, he is not um, going to swing anymore with any more of his I'm I guess I'm... I'm actually trying to make an intimidate check at this point. Okay, give me your intimidation check. Real good fight right there. Oh, goodness. Oh, I died. He rang my bell. Certainly did. Yeah, uh, that's make... going to be a 21. Well, I'd love to get him to breach hill and make some bets. He finally looks a little bit shaken. I'm looking at the group of you, clearly saying all of his kegs are gone. Moments, <clears throat> miscreants, and pulls the pouch off of his hip and sticks a hand in. It sticks his entire arm down in a pouch that's about yay deep. It sticks his whole arm down into it, all the way up to the shoulder. So his arm just vanishes into a pouch. He's just holding up his other arm. First one's the last of my black power. Return that to me at once. Please. Alright, I've really had about enough of this. Oh. Um, I'm going to transform into a leopard, and I am going to go put him down on the ground. No, no, it's not a good idea. Really He's actually really good idea. at punching. I feel like you really got the man. She has the this. entire party between her and Stoutmore. <clears throat> if I you mean, guys try to stop me, you guys can try to stop me, but she's not. seriously pissed at this point. You can go ahead. Oh, enjoy. Round two. <laughs> ding, man ding, ding. Man fight. Uh, two to transform, one to move forward, I assume. So. Yeah, I just want to grapple him. You just want well, to run forward into punching range? Two to transform and one to run at him. So that's like, he, he, he rushed forward. Like, oh, by Avatar, what is this vile witchcraft? And just almost just the hammer. Bonk. His fist down towards your head. He's going to bop you for a 28. Um, Ooh, tiger. That's a normal hit. Active. AC's up here. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's a normal hit. Then give me a fortitude save. I don't think your fortitude save actually gets any better in animal. It form. doesn't. 
Uh, it's a 17. Uh, you are stunned one. Cool. And as you kind of reel a bit, and he uh, bops you over the head for 10 damage. Okay. Like, get this beast away from me. What is this nonsense? Bring pets with you on a safari in the deep jungle. Um, I am and going kind to... kind of takes a little bit of a defensive posture. Um, I'm just going to try to get under his legs and just get on top of him and just lay there and, and just look at him. A hostile action, then he's going to take his ready to... ready to uh, action to just kind of kick at you. He's going to land for one lower, so 27. It'll still hit. For nine damage, I need another fortitude save. Uh, that's going to be a lot. Uh, 28. All right, so you're You're only stunned one. Uh, look, look, sec, just, just stop. Stop, stop. Easy. <laughs> calm down, calm, calm down. Look. <sighs> We're going... We're going to finish our investigations, and then we are going to leave. The cat will kind of come up and just kind of start licking your wounds a little bit. He'll like stagger away from the weight of the cat. (laughs) And it'll start purring. Going to finish, goodness gracious, Uh, our investigations, and then we're going to leave. And whatever you want to do with this benighted place afterwards is entirely your business. All right, fine. Fine, if you must insist, have your investigations. See what you will of this forgery of the temple. <sighs> Look around this tomfoolery. I'll be out front. I need a sick. And, uh, turns and steps out next to his still burning torch on the ground. Reach into a little pouch and pulls out a little hand-rolled cigarette. Looks down and puts it in the still burning torch on the ground and puts it in his mouth and literally crosses his arms and looks the other direction. <laughs> So what? What's this? Is this a statue or like a pedestal? That no. is a uh, gonna small have me a lean. raised dais <laughs> with a pedestal on it. Yes. Yeah, I'm just gonna put the gun like up there. Bit, kind of. Yeah. Uh, the Beh- behind the thing where you it can't be seen. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Let me just go into this pouch here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I'm gonna sit the two pre-bopped individuals uh-huh. down. He'll put the 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 leopard will come and give you paw, and he'll kind of look. <laughs> And I'll go on ahead and start tending to the bruised and tenderized areas. Oh, no. of, of Mostly your flesh. the face, largely. Mostly the f- face. And as uh, the leopard looks grumpy, as Lord Thaddeus Stoutmore leaves you here belligerently to investigate the temple to your leisure and find what you can, find whatever it is you you want to really. I suppose here is a good just I, I found this gun just laying here. <laughs> oh, it was just on the ground. I have, I have all of these festivities of black powder. I don't know what I'm going to do with them. We went to a costume like a party shop for completely unrelated reasons yesterday and I just saw this on a shelf. It's genius. I mean, I knew what I was doing today. I need that. Bringing I need, the biggest prick in existence. I need this for my show tomorrow. I got to punch him in the face. Well, he beat the crap out of me. You did punch him, him in the face. Get the land that a good hit on him yeah. before he beat the crap out of you. <laughs> he also has two arrows hanging out of his They're still there hanging. He's just taking a smoke and leaning against the doorway. It's hard not to respect him, even oh, though I don't like him. Utterly ridiculous. <sighs> <laughs> And with how the 
manly he is, he just clenches his butt cheeks in the air as break off. I want you guys, because it's absolutely hilarious to me, read me the name of this ability that stuns you when he punches you. A manly left hook? Manly left hook? <laughs> <laughs> Literally the name of the ability he has is manly left hook. Although it is true undeniably that when you put man before something, it automatically becomes a thousand times funnier. That is true. Man heals. This, look at these look at this man tray. This man That's just a fish. The, Lord Thaddeus Stoutmore, I suppose, <laughs> will wrap up with next week when we return and see what we can discover of this strange cliffside temple here. Nothing started shooting lasers at us quite yet. And it's you can pretty much see all of it from here, so we don't imagine we're going to find a totem. But perhaps something of some interest can still be uncovered. The last two sessions have not been kind to Doran. <laughs> I think if you just count up the total not, amount of damage I've taken, it's actually probably fairly staggering at this point. It's but well, it's well over 300. You're doing barbarian things. Literally staggering. Taking with your health pool, yep. not with your armor class. At what point do you take enough non-lethal damage to the face before you're legally blind until it's healed? <laughs> He's a, uh, he's probably looking like the Andaraki about now after probably, all of yeah. that, as he has been basically just been beat on for like twelve to eighteen seconds, completely unable to do anything. But just, it's the a ref absolutely should have called that fight about ten seconds ago. But the ref no, was biased. The ref was enjoying the show. <laughs> nice one, champion. Nice. I'm not gonna step in on a fight. He's like, redeeming his face. It's a fair fight. I'm yeah, not intervening. Like, <laughs> if Dalren wanted to back down, then Dalren would back down. Thank you all for being here. For the shenanigans. We will see you all next week for our continued adventures through the Mwangi Expanse. We got our bar fight scene, everyone, in the middle of an ancient, overgrown uh, temple. Long lost to the jungle. Somehow we didn't have a fight in the actual bar that we. But we, we got our bar fight scene. Good night, everybody. Night.